MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? I want towels. Need sleeping. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You listen to every damn word I have to say. And Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boyd. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you all. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's get started. Welcome, friend. It is time to join again and do our morning ritual. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is December 21st, the first day of winter, a Thursday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the two six ABC crew members who died after Chopper 6 tragically crashed Tuesday in Burlington County, New Jersey, have been identified. The pilot was 67-year-old Monroe Smith of Glenside, and the photographer was 45-year-old Christopher Doherty of Orland. Both are from Montgomery County, and both leave behind families. The two were returning home from an assignment at the Jersey Shore when the helicopter went down in Washington Township just after 8 o'clock. Uh, I know numerous people, actually, that, that know both of these. Um, they obviously worked in the news industry. I still have a lot of friends. Um, Pete Kane was a friend of mine, and he's been all over the news stations, and he's pretty distraught. He knew wow. both of them. I think he worked with Monroe. He was a, a helicopter um, uh, photographer as well, and I think he flew with Monroe a lot. Uh, and then uh, Christopher was from uh, Orland, which is uh, where Dennis grew up. So a lot of his friends knew him as well. Oh, wow. Kathy, the odds have to be pretty good. That I mean, because the one gentleman looked, looked very familiar but, uh, you know, that they, they would come out and cover events when we were doing them, you know. Well, maybe the, yeah, I mean, not Monroe, because Monroe was always yeah. flying the, the helicopter, but uh, maybe the, the photographers. I know yeah. a lot of times the photographers that are um, positioned in these aircrafts, they, that's sort of their main job. That's their main thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so one friend, actually, who works over at NBC10, because Monroe worked for Channel 10 um, before he moved over to Channel 6 years ago, uh, and she said that she never, ever wants to get into a helicopter, but she said if she had to, if she was forced to, she would have wanted Monroe to be her pilot. Really? She said, yeah, she said that's the only person she would have felt soothing comfortable guy. with. Yeah, yep. yep. Uh, Doherty is survived by two daughters and a wife. He was said to play guitar in the office from time to time while waiting for his next assignment. At Northeast Airport, where the chopper was based, crews all described Smith and Doherty as the best guys that we, you would want to know on the job for decades. The chopper took off from Northeast Philadelphia Airport before 7.30. And the crews flew to an assignment near Galloway Township. Uh, flight tracker data shows the helicopter's altitude dropping while returning to Philadelphia. Chopper 6 was last airborne over Wharton State Forest before it crashed in a remote section of the woods. A Bucks County mother will spend the rest of her life in prison after pleading guilty to killing her two sons last year. <clears throat> Authorities say 40-year-old Trin Wynn <clears throat> shot and killed both her sons, 9-year-old Nelson Teeny and 13-year-old Jeffrey Teeny, inside their home back on May 2nd of 2022. 
two. A win also attempted to shoot a neighbor, but the gun failed to fire. She then reportedly fled to New Jersey to obtain narcotics, which authorities say she ingested in an attempt to kill herself. She was later found inside her minivan at the United Methodist Church in Washington Crossing and taken into custody. A note found inside the car read, please call 911. My children are dead in their bed at 119 Timber Ridge Road. Another writings left for police when blamed others for her problems in her life, which included the imminent eviction of her home where she was living. On Wednesday, Wynn pleaded guilty to two counts of first-degree murder, one count of attempted murder, and related charges. Flat-out deranged person. Awful. Judge Raymond McHugh sentenced Wynn to two life terms without the possibility of parole for killing her boys and a maximum sentence of 10 to 20 years for the attempted murder of a neighbor who was a cousin to Jeffrey and Nelson Teeny. Authorities say Wynn planned the killing at least a week earlier, leaving a handwritten will that instructed the recipient of what to do with her and her son's remains. A little bit of turbulence heading into the holiday rush as 82 flights were delayed Wednesday and three canceled entirely. According to AAA, about 1.3 million Philadelphia area residents in the five-county region will travel for the holiday. Did you hear that story about the entire family that went over to Europe and left their son behind? Oh, my God. Then oh. from south Stop. of the house. What? The craziest Are thing. Are you kidding That's me? how hectic it gets. How do you do that? <laughs> the forecast remains quiet for many parts of the United States this week until a storm over the weekend increases the chances of delays at several airports. The roads and airways will be quiet. Uh, will be Sorry, will be quite busy this holiday as more than 115 million people are expected to travel 50 miles or more from home between Christmas and New Year's Day, according to AAA. In sports this morning... The Sixers won last night, beating the team with the best record in the Western Conference, the Minnesota Timberwolves, 127-113. Joel Embiid scored a season-high 51 points and grabbed 12 rebounds, and Tyrese Maxey scored 35 points as the Sixers improved to 19-8 and and won for the seventh time in eight games. It was Embiid's seventh career game with at least 50 points, and he's also recorded his 12th straight game with 30 or more points and 10 or more rebounds. It's the NBA's longest streak since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it in 16 straight games for the Milwaukee Bucks in the 1991-92 season. The Sixers are at home again tomorrow night and will host the Toronto Raptors. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Flyers, who have won three straight games and are 7-0-1 over their last eight, have moved up to second place in the Metro Division. They're back home tonight and will host the Nashville Predators, who are in fourth place in the Central Division. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And in Thursday night football, the 7-7 New Orleans Saints will travel to Los Angeles to take on the Rams, who are also 7-7. Kickoff in Los Angeles is at 8-15. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. Uh, we are here on a Thursday morning. It's more like a Friday. It's uh, the end of the work week for us as we head into a little uh, time off. So that means we'll give away our Word of the Week prize at the end of the program. So make sure that you're with us. We've been keeping track, and it's a little... New Year's Eve party at Xfinity Live that we can uh, set you up with. Um, outside of that, we have a few other things taking place. We're going to do a Thursday version of the Connoisseur today. Yes. Um, and we're going to try our new Mini Melts flavor, which we have not had yet. Uh, and I think we're doing uh, Banana Split. I think that's the story. Flavor, I'm very so excited. Try that. Um, and we'll give some stuff to you in conjunction with that Connoisseur segment. And uh, today is the very last day 
that we will be um, in, uh, encountering Bill Weston as our boss. His right. last day is the final day of the month, yes. and uh, we won't be here. So today's the last day that we get with Bill Weston, so Bill's going to stop by today. I love it. And I know. Yeah, it's, uh, bittersweet it's, after it's, his bittersweet. legendary performance yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually, this, I think it's the first time in my life I felt bad for Bill. Yesterday? <laughs> yes. When he dropped the F-bomb? Yes, I, because he genuinely did not, like, he he did not want that to happen. Oh, he, I yes. know, of course. Yeah. I was thankful for Bill <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. That, the video, too, that Marissa posted the video on social media, and, like, everyone's reaction. You can't see me, Nick, and Steve, but yeah. you and Casey, and, then like, Marissa, because she, the, the, the camera is on Bill, so you see Marissa's immediate reaction. It oh. is... I watched it like a hundred times. I just kept watching her. It was so funny. I went back and watched the YouTube stream. There were a few things from yesterday that I watched over and over again. It was so much fun. But that was that was a that was a prized moment when Bill dropped the f bomb. Oh my Hardcore god! F-bomb. Big time yelling into the microphone. Yeah. Theater full of people. It was <laughs> hilarious. Uh, so Bill's stopping by. Uh, we'll spend some time with him. And this is perfect as we're heading into Christmas. Uh, Peter Billingsley, Ralphie, is going to be getting in touch with. This, yeah, and he's just on to talk about all things Christmas, Christmas story, whatever we want to yes. talk about. And that the the sequel to the movie that he was behind is fantastic. It's really well done. Yeah, yeah, so. I loved it last year. Uh, so we will uh, we'll talk to him uh, around nine o'clock this morning. So we're going to sprinkle some stuff in and around that. Um, you know what, man? We have we have more things to give away than I than I even know what to do. All right, well, we should give them away. Yeah. So Where let's um let's start here with that. I just want I want to do the giveaways like right. early and often. Just keep them going. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'll, I'll do a, um, a pair of tickets to uh, the New Year's Eve party at Xfinity Live. We'll cool. set you up with that. We'll take caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. You get premium food and beverage package, a live performance by GoGo Gadget, all the things that are happening there. Tickets and details at XfinityLive.com. So we'll take the 18th caller, and we will give you that. Now, uh, we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report, stupid question, those things. Yes, they are on the way, so stay with us. We're going to have a good time. I guarantee it. This morning, we'll be right back. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. 
by phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye flawless, near colorless, brilliant cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14 karat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. question that we will ask this morning. Um, let's see. We're going to give away a pair of tickets for Eric D'Alessandro, Saturday, May 18th at the Keswick Theater. Uh, and I wanted to do a Christmas-related one. So since we're going to have uh, Peter Billingsley on later on this morning, here's my question for you. What was the name of Ralphie's aunt who gave him the bunny suit? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. What is the name of Ralphie's aunt who gave him the bunny suit? 215-263-WMMR. Today's 21st first day of December. We'll go through some birthdays today. First day of winter, by the way. Uh, saw this on the list. Quinta Brunson Aww. of uh, Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary. She had arguably one of the funniest SNLs in a long time. Oh, yeah? Oh, uh, there was a great skit where people are stuck in traffic side by side and there's a road rage situation going on. Yeah. Case was she it, not? It, she it fantastic. was so good. Like yeah. the one chick is going. Like you gotta see it. I'll look that up. Yeah, yeah. If you guys remind me later on, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, we also have Andy Dick turning a year older. He is fifty eight years old today. Andy uh, has had a tumultuous uh, number mm-hmm. of years. Yeah, very much so. Started out really. I, I loved him on the Ben Stiller show, and then on and on and on, doing all sorts of uh, you know uh, uh, old school. Yeah, he's the one giving the BJ lessons. To mm-hmm. the uh, ladies, yep. Yep. he has the Marissa line. That yep. That's right, nice work, Marissa. Uh, Way to give one hundred and ten percent. That's him. <laughs> and somehow that disappeared off my system. So. What? Yep. Yes, oh. I know. Phil Donahue has a birthday as well, uh, and he is eighty-eight years old. Phil? Wow. We yeah. have on the show. He yeah. played uh, six jars of farts. Uh, yeah. No, he did not. <laughs> uh, but uh, still married to Marlo Thomas. Yes, eighty-eight years old. Uh, Chris Everett, uh, former tennis star. Uh, she turns 69 years old today. It was a time where she dominated the world of tennis. One of the first autographs I ever got. No kidding. Yes, uh, she was dating wow. Jimmy Connors at the time. Yeah. And I got them both. Uh, Jane Fonda turns a year older. She is 86 years old today. Uh, and uh, I guess 80 for Brady, probably the last thing that yeah. she had done. Did uh, you see it? No, I didn't see it. Uh, but um, you so watched this lately? Have you? I mean, this I did. Uh, nine to five actually holds up. Yeah, it actually had a sharp sense of humor, especially mm-hmm. you know with it. Lily Tomlin, I think, is that is, is really crazy. Oh, yeah. she, she believes she's poison the boss. Yeah, yeah. So happy birthday, Jane Fonda, eighty six years old today. Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. A year older today. Yep, he is uh, 75 uh, years old. Pulp Fiction, obviously, his breakout role. That really put him on the map. Preston, you ever see Jackie Brown? I did not. I watched it again recently. It's on one of the streaming, maybe it's on Tubi or something, but it doesn't matter. And it's um, it's really good. Yeah. And he, his uh, interaction with De Niro, who plays a very different 
Robert De Niro role is is terrific. It's a, kind of an underrated uh, Tarantino movie. He's almost like a big Lebowski character, De Niro, in that, in that movie. Yeah, yeah, he's a stoner. He's kind of an idiot. He bangs uh, the, one of the Fonda daughters. Right. Oh. Bridget. Bridget. Bridget Fonda, yeah. yeah. Uh, cringeworthy moment for myself on stage. Oh, oh yes, yes. Cut him off? Yeah, oh. it was at uh, Shyamalan's uh, Halloween party, and there was uh, uh, an auction, and he was about to give in early on the auction, right? Yeah, yeah and, you know, he, uh, his, like, demeanor was like, so I... I thought I should jump in and take <laughs> over the auction because, yeah, it was kind of like, okay. You I, thought it I better you, take over. Yeah, yeah. You uh, did it. That's how that Bring went. Bring it action. And I remember, like, I could see it. I remember his face, like, looking at me like, what is this girl doing? <laughs> don't worry, Shabby, I got this. I, remember I don't remember it. asking you a goddamn <laughs> yeah. thing. That's what he should have oh, just up, He should have just turned on it right then Listen, and, if he and would, thrown that at you. If he would have had that type of delivery, it would have been great, but... He was really sedate. Yeah, he was just kind of like chill. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's a a star on stage. They should have never put him up there to do the auction. I was just trying to help. Oh, my God. You're not, <laughs> this isn't your seed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, pretty much. It's pretty much how it went. But he is uh, turning a year older at uh, 75 today. So happy birthday, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Jane Kazmarek, who was in Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. The mom. Uh, she is 68 today. Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Love Raymond. You. He's great. He's, uh, he's really um, he's he one of the best. Uh, he is 66 today. He also was uh, super encouraging when I first started oh, really? in stand-up. Yes, he was very kind. What, uh, what, yes. is, what was your conversation I, like? It was, it was a horrible gig. It was someplace in Oyster Bay, Long Island. Yeah. And it was actually Brian Regan and Ray Romano were booked for this place. This guy had mob ties, and he thought he was going to create the next greatest comedy club of all time. Oh. It was the worst weather I've ever seen that night. Just horrible. And so they were like... 30, 20 people. This is a huge bill. Yeah, and and uh, so I was opening up for him, and he and he and he goes, "Man, that was uh, hellacious, and you did a great job." Mm. So it's very very nice. Nice. Uh, so he is uh, sixty six today. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Talked to him not that long ago. Um, really, really good interview with him. Uh, he is a great actor. Oh, when, when 24 first came out, those first couple of seasons. Oh, yeah. So effing good. Uh, there's a great meme uh, for this movie. Uh, yeah. Lost Boys. Uh, and it's uh, it just the, the, the text says, you know what this movie could really use? Dot, dot, dot. And it's a picture of the big muscle dude playing the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that whole scene. You know, though, everyone speaks glowingly of uh, Joel Schumacher, the director and the guy. The, the original way that movie was supposed to play out, they were supposed to be kid kids. They were supposed to be like nine. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, yeah. uh, Monster Squad. Yeah. And so they uh, they got a little older. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland is 57 today. Brett Scallion. Love this song. It's him, lead singer of the band Fuel. I actually get nostalgically yeah. sentimental when I hear this because it was actually at the beginning of my run with the Preston, Marilyn, and Steve. Yeah, yeah. Show. Yeah, that would, it would have been around that time yeah. this song came out. You're correct. By the way, uh, Marilyn texted me yesterday. Oh. She is in town. Good. Uh, she's in for, I don't know, a week and a half or something like that and wants to meet up, and I would love to see her. So uh, Brett Scallions is 52 years old today. Uh, then you have actor Stephen Ewan, uh, Walking Dead. Oh, man. Played Glenn. Had a wonderful death in that Yeah, his departure 
actually stuck with me for weeks. Oh, that was devastating. The the, the sort of faux bait and switch death was mm-hmm. like, come on, right? Yeah, y- you're like up to your neck in zombies, and you made it through. Uh, so he turns big birthday for him. He's uh, he's entered the world of forty today. So happy birthday, Stephen Ewan. And then uh, it is our own Chuck D'Amico's hey! birthday today. Chuck, who is, yeah, he's a huge, huge Triumph fan, as am I, uh, but Chuck is even more so than I am. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and he will be our new program director after Bill is gone. He, I, can't, we all agreed, can't think of a better choice. Yeah. He had his sort of debut addressing of the staff, and the staff meeting did a phenomenal job. Yep. Yeah. And we're in good hands. <laughs> yep. So he's pretty sick right now, and he was texting me last night, and he said, man, he's like, I, I wiped, I've wiped my nose and my ass raw. And then he goes, happy birthday to me. And then I just text back, I go, it's not your birthday yet. And then uh, he goes, well, I was born in England. So he's like, my birthday's in 34 minutes. So it's uh, so 7 o'clock last night. I texted oh, him funny. happy birthday. Tell him not to confuse the two things he's wiping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Him, uh, him taking over um, for Bill sort of is making it easier, I think, for yeah. for us. Then. Oh, yes. If it was, if they were bringing in someone Somebody new. new. Oh, <gasps> God. Well, Bill and, and Chuck have worked in tandem. And Bill has been very, um, you know, candid and complimentary about, you know, Chuck's capability. So, we, we're, yeah, we're thrilled. And uh, it's my sister Angie's birthday. Oh. And Bill so, used to date your sister. Uh, the same. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, she and Oh, Chuck, your brother's home? Forget <laughs> it. The same birthday today, so. Angie. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to sing the song to her. She just, hated it. Uh, she, we both hated it. Yeah. The, the story that cracks me up about your sister care. is the, uh, I can't make you love me if you won't. Oh, yeah, after she, she broke on. up with her boyfriend. your father finally said... Stop playing that. My uncle. It it was driving him crazy. He's like, I just want to drive into a wall. That's great. All right, so happy birthday, everyone, on this 21st day of December. We're going to see if someone knows the answer to this question. What was the name of Ralphie's aunt who gave him the money suit? 215-263-WMMR. We go to Dan. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. All right, buddy. Who was uh, the one that gave Ralphie the money suit? That would be Aunt Clara. Yes. Yeah. Aunt Clara. Hang on a second, buddy. We're going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR. Rocks Eric D'Alessandro on Saturday, May 18th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. And tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. All right, some entertainment stories to go through. Uh, tears started falling down Taraji P. Henson's face as she spoke with Gail King recently about uh, racial pay disparities in Hollywood. When asked if she was considering walking away from the industry, the actor lamented that uh, she was tired. She said, I'm just tired of working so hard, being gracious. At what I do, getting paid a fraction of the cost, and I'm tired of hearing my sisters say the same thing over and over. Uh, The Empire actor went on to explain that she said there's a whole team behind her and that they have to get paid as well as Uncle Sam, which together eats up approximately 80% of her income. And she said, I hear people go, you work a lot. And I said, I have to. The math ain't mathin', she said. Uh, It seems every time I do something and break another glass ceiling, when it's time to renegotiate, I'm at the bottom again. Like I never did what I did, just did, 
and I'm just tired, she said. They say it's gotten worse in general now in the industry because as they're going to accommodate this new contract, there's <laughs> in the effort to get everything more um, equitable, there's going to be sort of an imbalance because they're going to mm. start cutting back on projects. They're going to start cutting back on people that they're adding to the staff of movies. So, yeah, it's going to get worse. Well, uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> the interview has uh, sparked a discussion in the industry uh, with stars like Viola Davis and uh, Gabrielle Union and Kiki Palmer sharing the clip to their social media pages. I hope she certainly doesn't quit. Uh, I do like her a yeah, lot. She's great. Great actress. Uh, Sydney Sweeney spoke to Glamour in an interview published on Tuesday about the loss of her friend and co-star Angus Cloud. The Euphoria star died unexpectedly in July. He was 25. She said, um, me and my co-stars were constantly on the phone with each other, crying because it was such a shock. She said, I don't think that it'll truly feel real or hit me until we're filming and I won't see Angus on the set. She said, at least we are filming. All of our eyes are on each other, and we are there for each other. It just in a different way when we're able, uh, we were, uh, we're able to when we're all in very separate places in the world. It's really interesting when someone passes away in our industry because they're still alive in so many forms, she said. So it's uh, tough for them, obviously. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, yesterday, or Tuesday, Meghan Markle appeared in an advertisement for the coffee company Clever, uh, which she shared to Instagram. Uh, she plays an intern in the advertisement and can be seen in the background going through the fridge and packing coffee into boxes as co-founder Hannah Mendoza gives viewers a tour of the company's facilities. According to People Magazine, Markle invested in Clever in 2020 and said in a press release at the time, I'm proud to invest in Hannah's commitment to source sourcing ethical ingredients and creating a product I personally love and has a holistic approach to wellness. And I she, believe in her and I believe in her company. She's also in this new commercial for the Sealant Preston where she makes this sort of speedboat out oh, of this yeah. epoxy and she's... Yeah. That's her. <laughs> I think she's got a catchphrase in her future. Yeah. We doggy. No. We doggy. We doggy. She cut that thing in half and then... Yeah, she cuts it in half and then uh, she uses the sealant yeah. to make sure that it's seaworthy. It's tape. And she is so Tapes excited, it. she exclaims. Wow. Woo doggy. We doggy. Is he saying woo doggy or you doggy? I think he's wee doggy. Well, I, I was it. thinking woo doggy. Let's do it again. Here we go. We doggy. I do hear you. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, it's her catch phrase. She can do it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) On a recent episode of uh, the Inside of You podcast, Jennifer Love Hewitt looked back on the beginning of her career in Hollywood. She said, I felt watched. I felt like I had to be everything for everybody all the time. And she said, I was called sexy before I ever knew what being sexy was. I was 17 years old on the cover of Maxim, and I had no idea why. Uh, the Can't Hardly Wait actor added that uh, she wasn't in her body uh, during this particular time. Not other people were, though, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Hey, right. <laughs> I remember on Party of Five, she was sort of the... Um, Sort of every girl. She wasn't. Right. Um, and then obviously she hit her stride. Yeah. yeah Jamie Kennedy's boyfriend or girlfriend for a long time. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, right. They both worked together on that show Ghost Whisper. Ghost Whisper? Was that what it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the big sell on that was that she did all her whispering and neglig- negligees and. <laughs> <laughs> did they kind of parody. Yeah, for his clothing. Did they kind of parody that in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall because Sarah Marshall was on a TV show where like she talked to. Like animals, she was like an animal whisperer. I don't know. I think Ghost Whisperer like might have come after that, but I'm not okay. sure. Yeah, all right. 
Uh, let's see. George Clooney is hanging up his bat suit despite his cameo as uh, Batman in The Flash. Uh, he told Entertainment Tonight recently, I do not think that there's enough drugs in the world for me to go back. I think George Clooney, uh, I think, listen, I'm a huge Batman fan. I don't blame George Clooney for that George Clooney Batman outing. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was a horrible yeah. script. Yeah. yeah, He said, uh, well, as for why he returned to the role for The Flash, he said, um, well, I thought there was such a clamor for me to come back as Batman. As uh, as you know, uh, there was a clamor. I actually said, where are my rubber nipples? <laughs> and they were like, can we do it without the rubber nipples? And I was like, well, it's not really my Batman, is it? So yeah, uh, it, it was neat to see him. In that for a moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why well, uh, don't you forget George Clooney Batman for a moment? For a moment. <laughs> He's probably a better Bruce Wayne than Batman, right? You nailed it. Okay. Yeah. You nailed it. That's and, exactly it. And he he was Bruce Wayne. He de- he wasn't Batman. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the flash. Yeah. yeah, he's playing Bruce Wayne more than the uh, But they did put yeah. rubber nipples on him for some odd reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh Matt was in George Clooney Batman. Oh really? Her husband was a professional oh. rollerblader, uh X Games rollerblader. Marissa handed me this note. Would you care to expand on that? Uh, yeah, there's a scene where Mr. Ice is down in his ice lair. Mr. Freeze? Mr. Freeze, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Mr. Freeze. He miser. Yeah, all of these um guys like skate around and Matt was one of those guys. Okay. And, and it's, it yeah. is it is a cool, dumb scene at the same time. Yeah, That's exactly. the one where you know, well, chill. <laughs> so, the Schwarzenegger is Mr. Fleas. So he was around Arnold. Was Arnold there while they were shooting that? Yeah. Oh, wow. He was That's on pretty set cool. during all of that. Well, That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Did, you, did he keep his rubber nipples? Um, he didn't get a pair. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In an interview with Variety that was published on Wednesday, Rachel McAdams explained her absence from Walmart's Black Friday commercial uh, that featured a Mean Girls cast reunion. And she said, I guess I wasn't that excited about doing a commercial, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, She said a movie sounded awesome. But I've never done commercials, and it's it just didn't feel like my bag. And she said, also, I didn't know that everyone was doing it. Uh, if she had known that, I bet she would have done it. She said, I would, of course, always love to be a part of a Mean Girls reunion and hang with my plastics. But, yeah, I found that out later on. Why wouldn't they let her know that? Why wouldn't they because come back around? Yeah. Even George Clooney was a part of it. Wow. I'm going to say something mean here. Uh, she has, and there are people out there, the beautiful, beautiful people that have... Like a trademark thing that is part of their body or their face or whatever that I just want them, like, you can fix this, right? So she's got a giant a mole. mole. It's a beauty that, mark. Yeah. I, I, uh, you want it gone? I want it gone. <laughs> I want I want Will Ferrell to fix his damn teeth. You know what I mean? Like, Hugh Grant. Uh, Hugh Grant. Cement his alliance for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, alliance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so there, there are blemishes and That mole things. on her face. I'm, Mole, mole, mole. Yeah, uh, no, I think it's cute. It doesn't really bother me, but, you know. Meanwhile, I got a giant moles on my face. <laughs> I think maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I, think internally, I, I think it's, yeah. uh, I think you're. <laughs> I got giant moles on my face. You're deflecting. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what you're doing. What it is. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, Gail King uh, on uh, CBS Mornings, obviously, anchor, uh, took Billy Crystal back to Katz's Delicatessen for the first time 
since he had shot When Harry Met Sally. Have you guys watched any of this interview? I'm no. not yet. It's no. really great. I'll bet it is. And Billy just seems, you know, um, we talk a lot about women uh, having changed their faces over the years. Uh, Billy went down the uh, sort of a weird plastic surgery route for a bit, and he looks like he's gotten out of it. And he, and he talks really glowingly about the movie. He talks about the, he's really thrilled that they never did a sequel. He's just like, we don't need it, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a great interview. Completely self-contained. You'd F it up. So he, he said, uh, I haven't been here since we actually shot the movie and they sat down to lunch at that same table from the scene and it reflected on the meaning of the movie. He said it's actually more important as times go by as time goes by uh, because people fall in love every day. People fall out of love every day. People find each other. They lose each other every day and new generations keep finding when Harry met Sally and they keep discovering it and we're forever young in that movie and we represent them and they relate to us. Hey, did uh, Gail King, uh, Gail King replicate the uh, orgasm? No, but there is a nod to this. So King is uh, profiling him and each of this year's uh, other Kennedy Center honorees including uh, Dionne Warwick, Queen Latifah, uh, soprano Renee Fleming and singer-songwriter Barry Gibb. Uh, the honors ceremony took place on December 3rd, but it doesn't air until the 27th on CBS. So Katz's Deli is where the iconic scene happened where uh, Meg Ryan fakes the orgasm in front of uh, Billy Crystal. Uh, director Rob Reiner's mother played the woman nearby uh, the table who jokes, I'll have what she's having. And actually, uh, Billy is the one who came up with that line of what she's having. Uh, A key component of Crystal's Kennedy Center Honor Showcase took place at a makeshift Katz's Deli. So... Um, it was uh, Meg Ryan. Uh, she didn't quite repeat her performance from the film, uh, but she had some fun at Crystal's expense during an appreciation for him during the ceremony. She said, uh, the scene came really naturally to me, and I really have Billy to thank for that. Uh, she joked that she had never been around anyone who made faking an orgasm easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she got uh, a little emotional. She said, as his wife Janice has known for over 50 years, falling in love with Billy is pretty a pretty easy thing to do. Uh, Jay Leno, Bob Costas, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, Robert De Niro, and Rob Reiner all offered heartfelt words for a big-hearted human at the Kennedy Center Honor. So you'll be able to see that on the 27th. But this interview is now available. Billy Chris was in this special years ago. It's one of those funniest <clears throat> things I remember seeing. And he had gone to Russia. Uh, and uh, there was all these skits that were done in and around that trip. And he had performed. He did uh, like a stand-up act for I Russians. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was great. But the, the skits were freaking hilarious. Yeah. And I can't find it anywhere. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was friends with our old boss, John Fulham. It was a, it was a friend of Fulham. And I always... Billy Crystal? Yeah, J- John... knew that. John- he was a foff. He was a foff, and uh, I mean that was a term that was used around here in the office. Yeah. A foff, and um, uh, you know, John made friends with some really interesting people over the years, including uh, Jay Thomas and uh, and Billy Crystal. Yeah, Steve and I had dinner with uh, him and Jay Thomas yeah. one time. It was just really blast. Cool. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. All right, so Cameron Diaz is sharing her thoughts on unconventional approaches to marriage. Uh, she was uh, recently on a podcast where she said she thinks that married couples with separate bedrooms and even separate houses should be normalized. Now, you and I haven't gone the separate houses route, but we do have separate bedrooms. Absolutely. And uh, and I walked into the master bedroom where Rochelle sleeps this morning, and the TV was <laughs> on and cranked up loud, and she is just there, passed out cold. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, this is why I don't I sleep with you. Couldn't. This is why I just can't do it. Yeah. So, and that's it's been that way for, you know, 20 some odd years. Everyone's happy. Yep. 
to me, she said, I would literally, I would have my house. I, I have my house. You have yours. We have the family house in the middle. I'll go sleep in my room. You go sleep in your room. I'm fine. And we have the bedroom in the middle that we can convene in for our relations. And they have the, the dungeon for sex. That too. Yeah. Uh, so she's been married to good Charlotte guitarist Benji Madden since 2015. Uh, they had the first child together in 2020. So they're doing just fine. Uh, let's see what time we got here. Yeah, let's see. I got a couple more stories I can go through. <laughs> Jack A. <laughs> it was like if Jack A was sick. Uh, let's see. Yeah. By the way, man, I am. I'm constantly. I'm, I, I need more tissues. Where I gotta bring, they? I got to bring my whole box of tissues in here. You got whomped last night because yesterday we, we had a, an appearance after the um, the broadcast live broadcast. Yeah, you, you were doing okay. I felt fine last yeah. night. It was until this morning driving uh, in. This started. So here we go. Uh, Amy Robach and T.J. Holmes are thinking about their future. The former uh, GMA three co anchors, of course, were let go from ABC after their relationship, uh, where they were still married to other people, went public last year. They recently oh, debuted. Yeah. A podcast called the Amy and TJ Podcast. I can't wait to listen. Uh, they opened up about their relationship <laughs> yeah. and uh, fallout from the scandal. And on Tuesday's episode, they talked about just how serious the relationship has become. Uh, Robach addressed a query from a listener that said, "Are you guys going to tie the knot?" And uh, Robach said, "It is. It's under consideration." She said, "We did not enter this relationship for fun or for let's see what happens. We entered this relationship because we intended on spending our lives together." So whether or not we have some sort of legal, I don't know, button on it, she said. If you see any picture of those two together, she looks at him as if every second she wants him to F her spine out. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've never seen whatever chemistry they got. It's it's unbelievable. Um, if they do get married, it won't be very soon. Uh, she had said, uh, we both have two marriages under our belts, and so it's not something we're racing to or rushing towards. But there is something. I get it. It's this thing that I can't even explain <clears throat> where there's this desire, but I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I Aww. can say that. It's on the table. It's on the table. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're beautiful people. But they're beautiful people. And I can't wait to listen to every stinking second of that podcast. She is like super good looking. She and is. so is he. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both stunning, obviously. All right. And then uh, one last thing. Um, Netflix uh, next sci-fi movie has a surprising lead. The streamer just released the very first brief teaser for Spaceman, which stars Adam Sandler as an astronaut who encounters a mysterious alien creature, which is voiced by Paul Dano. Uh, this is while he's on a research mission in space. Uh, <laughs> That's him. <laughs> That's him calling Houston. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! You! <laughs> He's doing it seriously, though. This is all right. It's a yeah, serious turn. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at me, Schwan. Uh, the film, directed by uh, Johan Rank. We think there's an air leak in your capsule. Uh, sounds... Stop looking at me, Schwan. <laughs> it sounds weird and grim and is based on a Czech novel, Spaceman of Bohemia, by Yaroslav Kalfar. You're going to love it. Uh, here's how Netflix describes the premise. Six months into a solitary research mission to the edge of the solar system, an astronaut, Jacob, who is played by Adam Sandler, realizes that the marriage he left behind might not be waiting for him when he returns to Earth. Despite uh, desperate, I'm sorry, 
to fix things with his wife, Lenka, who's played by Carrie Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is helped by a mysterious creature from the beginning of uh, time that he finds hiding in the bowels of his ship. Want to touch your hiney? And that is played by Dano. Uh, and uh, Hannes is his name. He works with Jacob to make sense of what went wrong before it is too late. So it's like an intergalactic marriage counselor. It kind of sounds That's like that. It. But it's a... It's a I think Gore it's a, Flap, what do you think when he says that? I think it's like a straight sci-fi drama. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot to go on in the brief teaser, but the setup uh, holds a lot of promise behind it. I think there's a reality show in the making press, an intergalactic marriage counselor. I, I totally. How could that not work? <laughs> he can be a really good straight actor. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's excellent. Hustle was really good, and uh, uh, what is it, Rain or Me? Dude, Rain or Me, he really, that, I think that was his first straight dramatic turn, and I was, Yeah. I thought it was Oscar-worthy, to be honest. I thought I he was I believe he was that, nominated for a Golden Globe. He was that good in that movie. Just what was it up against? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's I don't know. the part that sucks. It's like, man, you might have like the performance of a lifetime. It happens all the time. Yeah, so a lot of yeah. times what happens even with the Academy Awards is eventually they'll give like the everyone will go, "Why are you not nominated for this?" So they'll nominate them next year and give them the award when they get a lot of blowback. So a lot of it people happens. believe Paul Newman should have won for the verdict, and instead he won for the color purple. And it's dumb. I mean, they do that in football too, like where if they make a bad call, they'll do like a makeup call. Color of money. Ah, color, color purple. purple. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, yeah. What scene was what that? Scene that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Paul Newman was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but um, and that's they do it all the time. Yeah. He did right. win a uh, Teen Choice Award for oh. Love Player. Paul Newman? Newman? No, oh. uh, Adam Sandler. Oh, do we okay. have some? <laughs> yeah, that's his acceptance speech. Yeah. So, uh, I think we're ready for clips, gang. Here we go. Oh, this has a little bit of a uh, local flavor to it. Mary Ann, a successful and fiercely independent woman who recently adopted a baby, gets stuck in a small town with no available rooms, and her only option is to stay with the innkeeper's brother, Joe. And here, director Jeff Beasley compares the religious-themed Miracle in Bethlehem, PA, uh-huh. to his more lighthearted holiday films. Here we go. My wife saw it. She cried twice and said, it was her favorite movie of this season. Maybe not as bombastic as Santa Summit or as uh, eclectic as Chris, but certainly just as emotional and poignant and and, and, and funny. Joe, I love you. <laughs> so Miracle in Bethlehem, PA uh, debuts tonight at 8 p.m. on Hallmark Channel. Oh, I am so there. Yes. And, Bethlehem, uh, we're looking at it. Lovely little Bethlehem. So Yeah. All right, next clip. Here we go. In Ladies of the 80s, Adiva Christmas, Lonnie Anderson, Morgan Fairchild, Linda Gray, Donna Mills, and Nicolette Sheridan play five rival divas who reunite to shoot the final Christmas episode of their long-running soap opera. Uh, this is great. Listen yeah, to all those that, names. I told you. I, I saw them on a show. They were all together. They must have been pitching this thing. In this clip, Donna Mills talks about being a TV star then versus now. It's not nearly as much fun now. No. You know. These days, you don't really know the names of most of the actors on different shows. They come and go so fast, and they're all different. There's so many of them. We got to be household names because of, you know, how often we were on and stuff like that. It was a much better time. Time, I think, for actors. 
Uh, I love this. Yeah. Listen to that. Lonnie Anders and Morgan Fairchild, Linda Gray, Donna Mills, and Nicolette Sheridan. I mean, they were the hotties of their time. So Morgan Fairchild is, is a current cast member of a soap opera that's running now. I saw her the other day. Yeah. And she apparently, I, I forget which one it was, but yeah, she's apparently a reoccurring um, actress on one of these soap operas. Wow. Daytime soap opera. And Linda Gray, the the, the lone brunette in yeah, the crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. All right, so uh, Ladies of the 80s and Diva Christmas is part of the It's a Wonderful Lifetime Holiday Movie Ooh. Slate. So it's a lifetime uh, movie. If you yeah, I tend not to. I, I, I'm more in the Hallmark realm, but I will jump over to the Lifetime. I think I'll do it for this. So, Steve, I, uh, I'm i an idea guy. I'm yeah. an idea, no action guy. And the other night, I was a, as I was trying to fall asleep and couldn't fall asleep, I thought of this really, I thought it was a good idea for a Christmas movie. Sure. And so I pitched it to Nick Murphy, who's he's my sounding board. What do you think of this? All right, so it's a movie about uh, a, an adult person. I yeah. don't know if it's a woman or a man yet. All right. Um, do I say this? Uh, oh man, I don't know if I should say this on the air. I, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on this for a second because wow. may, may I ask why you should not say it on the air? Because he doesn't want someone to steal the idea and run with it. No, well, just like they did for you that and I major are gonna, movie. We have to talk off air real quick about this because it's uh, it's a philosophy that you hold, and and if I feel like if I say this, then it's going to be against your philosophy. So, okay, crap, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I'm really, really sorry. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. You've apologized. It's I have apologized. Good. It's it's not hard to say you're sorry. No, <laughs> so I didn't sorry do anything. What do you want me to say sorry for? <laughs> you were nasty for no reason. I jokingly said f you. She was joking, Casey. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. I I'm know. not saying sorry for a joke. Is that what the movie's about? <laughs> it should be. Is it called A Nephew Christmas? Yeah. Clearly, we need to wrap it up and go home. I was just saying, yeah, yeah clearly we need vacation. Show. We need to yes. so How down. awesome would it be? If we wrapped up the year with a fist fight. Oh, oh my God. He's so awesome. <laughs> well, stick around. You never know what's yeah. going to happen this morning. We do know Bill Weston's going to be by. We do know that uh, Peter Billingsley will be joining us this morning. And at some point, we're going to do the connoisseur. Maybe next. We'll have a little discussion off there besides Casey's <laughs> yes. little subject here. We'll talk about what we're going to do next. You just hang out right there. And we'll be back in a moment and tell you everything that's going on. Stay with us, friend. Casey Boy from the Preston and Steve Show tonight from 7 to 9 at the Dutch Tavern, 1264 Bridge Road in Skipack for the Bud Light Thursday Night Kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Giants tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy 350 Bud Light Aluminum. Sing the halls with boughs of holly. Season to be jolly. Don we now our gay apparel? Show the ancient Yuletide carol. Oh, Now when darkness world stops turning, fa la 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 la. Is where the body's burning. Fa la 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 la. No more war pigs have the power. Fa la 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 la. Hand of God has struck the hour. Fa la 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 la. 
you know what we need to do? We need to do uh, the connoisseur this yes. morning. And we also... And I'm sorry, Marissa. She's running around like crazy. I'm like, yeah. we got to get the clips for the connoisseur. we got to get the blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, we have to try our new mini melts. Oh! As well. And today, we are going to be sampling the flavor of Banana Split. Thank you very much. The connoisseur is sponsored by Mini Melts Ice Cream. Uh, we had loads to hand out to people at the Christmas Miracle yesterday. Everybody was loving getting their Mini Melts. Yes. Thank uh, you, Banana Russia. Split, by the way, is a new take on the classic sundae. It combines creamy vanilla, sweet strawberry, delicious banana, and savory chocolate to make your taste buds have an explosion of flavor in your mouth. Alright, so oh, nice, Casey. This is uh, Jackie Bam Bam's theme song, by yeah. the way. Friday night, you call it. Oh. Alright, Steve just tried some. I freaking love is these it things. great? Yeah. This it's really sounds, good. This is going to be no surprise to me because I this is my jam. This is my flavor. I already know about this one. So should I act surprised? Have you tried it? Oh, yeah. This is this is what I do. When I go to Mini Melts at Wawa, this is the flavor I get. Oh, this is great, dude. Yeah. Oh. oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This mm. is my new favorite then. I, I would eat just vanilla, you know? I eat banana. But they mix up all these awesome flavors. So, I mean, part of while we're eating. I'm a banana split uh, banana split fan, mm, so yeah. Mm, 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 mm. When's the last time you had an actual banana split with a banana in the whole years. thing? I was just going to say, I don't think I've ever ordered that because they're always so big. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. I don't think I've ever like actually ordered a real banana split. Yeah, you're actually... And this is a, this is a, a, a way to go about and yeah. having it without having to do the whole gigantic yeah. thing. And get the single serve uh, at Wawa. So, Kathy, yum. Kathy, can you split a dessert with someone? Uh, can you share? Oh, there's no way. <laughs> Unless it's like Jace or something like right. that. Because you can share a banana split. I mean, in theory, people can. I don't know if you can share a banana split with someone. Would you do nachos with Gary Lauer? <laughs> well, that's not what I was asking. But see, that's the thing. There are there are people that I would share a dessert with, yes. With me. But there are people. Oh. When, when, you, when you and Casey are fighting. No. <laughs> what if each person had a, a clean spoon for every single bite that they took? Yeah. Both of you. Yeah, we could. Then yeah. you could do I it, could right? No, you're lying. <laughs> a clean spoon? If everyone had a clean spoon? Yeah, so you take it yeah. by the spoon, uh, and then you put, then they you throw, throw it out. Yeah. Yeah. So you put, throw it in the so sink or whatever. You're saying that now. And yeah. then you have a new spoon every time. I will say I can split a dessert with pretty much anybody. I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we just order two of these, and you can have yours, and I'll have mine? My, uh, my Claire will, will laugh. Cause, uh, <laughs> hey, well, just get, well, I'll, I'll have some of yours. And she looks at me and she goes, I'll get my own. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, so banana split. Make sure you try this for Mini Melts. Fantastic single serve right there. You can get it at your local Wawa, and it's in its own signature Mini Melts ice cream standalone freezer because it has to be colder than the other ice creams. It's how they prepare it. So they have to have their own container, and that's why you see it there in Wawa. It's by the register. Grab one. It's easy to get, and you're going to love yeah. this flavor. I'm still... Uh-huh. I'm holding out, and they're they're telling us what flavors we're trying. We have to go through 13 of these eventually. Yeah. When we get to Brownie Blast, that's the one that I want. I think it's when we get back. Is it when we get I back? Think so yeah. Okay. All right. And I'm loving Banana Split. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> is this is actually. Uh, so thank you, Mini Melts, uh, for sponsoring the Connoisseur. All right. Uh, speaking of the Connoisseur, I do have some stories to share with you that have to do with food. I didn't get Mister Announcer. I'm oh. sorry, and I hate to to bother you because you, you got your bell. Oh, here. Nice. It's time for the holiday. (laughs) (laughs) I must start with this story. Um, 
Five Guys, burgers and fries. Oh, yeah. Well, I was well, just there yesterday. Well, we've always talked about then, Casey, did you get fries with it? I This time I didn't. Oh, okay. Um, so, I normally do. But you know how, mm-hmm. when you get the fries in the bag... Outside, they, they, they have the container, they yeah. fill it up, and then they dump a whole bunch more on top. And you have a bag full of French fries. Yeah. It's, it's, for me, what, it's one of the big bonuses. Yeah, yeah, that's why you never... Just get the small. You don't need a large. Well, so the question is, why would they do that? Why would they put all that extra fries yeah. in there when they don't really need to? According to a statement that was released on the Five Guys uh, UK website. By the way, they're really popular in the UK. I remember uh, seeing them when we were there uh, a few years ago. Um the extra chips or fries uh, can be shared because their portions are naturally bigger because they are quote generous with one portion technically serving more than uh, with with one portion technically serves more than only one person it says so um, but they th- somebody dove into this a little bit and did a little analysis as to why it is and simply. Uh, you pay a lot more for fries at Five Guys. <laughs> so oh, you're, really? You're, yes. you're paying for what you're getting. So they use uh, they use pounds because this story is out of uh, the UK. Right, right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna convert it to dollars and in, in anyhow. So uh, it says McDonald's sells small serving of fries for ninety nine cents, medium for a dollar forty nine, and large for a dollar ninety nine. KFC uh, is uh, prices their regular signature fries at a dollar ninety nine, a large portion at two sixty nine. Burger King sells for a dollar fifty nine. Uh, for small and a larger option is a dollar ninety nine. So a small helping of five guys is two ninety five, <laughs> while a regular portion cost four fifty and the largest five and a quarter. Now this is pounds, so that means it's going to be yeah. less in American dollars. But nonetheless, you can see that. They just charge a lot. They charge more. more, and I, I. But I do dig their fries. Oh my god! I, I, yeah, yeah, I love them. First of all, they're good French fries. Yeah, yeah. and they're they're. Uh, and I think you like them, Steve, because they have um a little bit of a softer consistency yeah. to them. Yeah, you, you like uh, stuff well, like that. I do. It, it, a little crispy on the edges is fine. A little bit of soft. I yeah. also like that they uh, uh they'll. Post where they bought their potatoes from. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a scam or whatever, but <laughs> but they're fresh. I mean, they are fresh. Yeah, yeah. They 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 have they have the sacks of potatoes. Right. They cut them, they blanch them, and they make them. I mean, they're they're not frozen or anything right, like that. Yeah, and so uh, I, I dig them. Yeah, I, I I love them, and I usually get them with the the Cajun seasoning. Okay, mm. I didn't even know that was an option. Oh, I haven't yeah. been. I never go to Five Guys. I Dude. love Five Guys so much, but I just don't have any that are near. Uh, you, you, yeah. you were talking about England when we took the um, the, the the European the, the cruise the, the the river cruise. Yeah. Uh, Every place we stopped, there was a Five Guys. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Okay. Would you, would you, I'm sorry, Casey. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Would you consider Five Guys fast food? Yes. Fast yeah. casual. No. No, 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 no. It does not fast food unless it has a drive-thru. No? We've talked about this on the air before. I uh, guess I put it in between sort of a McDonald's and a Shake Shack. Yeah, I'd put, well... Yeah, I mm. can see that. It, it's it's a notch up. I put, uh, I put for, it for nowhere near, near McDonald's. Nowhere, and I love McDonald's. But don't you consider McDonald's fast food? I do, but I also be, but McDonald's. The problem with McDonald's is that it's not as consistent as I'm doing rankings. Five guys in between fast food and fast casual. Yeah, so, so, so I'm putting Shake Shake Shack in between a Shake. I'm sorry, uh, five guys in between Shake Shack and McDonald's as far as fast food. Do you goes. think? Do you consider? Uh, like I that. think Shack? that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Do you consider Shake Shack fast food? This is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm putting Shake Shack at the top, and then that's fast casual, and then goes Five Guys, and then goes McDonald's. Hmm. Uh, as far as. 
the experience that you get out yeah. of whether it being fast food or fast casual. Yeah, not, I, I, not quality of yeah. food. I, I guess it yeah. really doesn't matter so, what uh, you consider it. You don't have to wear a tie to McDonald's, but yeah. you will wear one to Five Guys because yeah. at Shake Shack they like you can get beers and stuff like yes. that. So. And, and if I'm going to go to any of these, uh, I would prefer. And I, I just I really like their burgers a little bit better. Uh, Shake Shack over uh, Five agreed. Guys. I think Five Guys burgers are great. Um, it just that's not my go-to. Yeah, uh, they are really really good. Uh, but if you get all those fries and you wonder why the bag is full of French fries. It's you're paying for it. Because you're paying for it. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's do the movie clip thing. Oh, yeah. All right. So, we have uh, lots of stuff to give away. And uh, Marissa, she's the best. I told her we didn't even need uh, holiday-related uh, oh, food she, stuff. She's and she, amazing. she dug in and she got it. Yeah. So, these are all holiday-related movies that have a food moment in them. So, let's see if you can identify what movie this is from. <laughs> Get him out there, Chris. Christmas apples. Red delicious. Something's a piece while they last. They won't last long the way you're eating them. Hey, I'm creating scarcity. Drives the prices up. All right, 215-263-WMMR. If you know what movie that is from, then call now. Order up. Oh, uh, a different kind of bell. So nice. I love that. All right, sleigh bells. Uh, Americans are eating an extra meal every day, and it's all due to snacking, according to Ohio State University researchers. Do you have, do you, have uh, you snack throughout the day? I, when I'm being good, I do not. Uh, if I do, I will. I will grab just like a handful of grapes or something like that that is natural, uh, and. Uh, and that will be my snacking. When I am not watching what I'm eating, and yes, I will snack. I'll either grab uh, some pretzel crisps or a go-to, just a, you know, just a couple here and there. That's it. That's all you need. Uh, or I might have, uh, you know, like, um, what's another go-to for me? Just rotisserie chicken? No. Well, right now, <laughs> lately... It's been cookies. Cookies. Um, oh, you're living in hell because they're just all over the place. I know. You, you, you're, uh, Caroline is making cookies and, uh, and and innovating in the world of baked goods. Yeah, that's why I specifically asked my wife to give me my chocolate chip cookies on Christmas Day. Okay, so that I, I don't become the beast I know I will become otherwise. Good you know, idea. My, my snack, my go-to snack is the, the Wawa grapes and cheese and crackers thing. Yeah. And uh, Steve, it's not great for you calorically, but I don't care. Like it's just it. Although not quite enough crackers in there. No, I agree. Like three you, or four more. You got to have the right balance. Yeah. I so for example, and not to draw, not to bring my personal tragedy into this, <laughs> which is is that I always feel they undergive you hummus. Uh, uh, pita for the hummus. Yeah, you need a hummus. little more yeah. pita. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, with the crackers, cheese, and grapes yes. combo, Wawa, which I'm a fan as well, um, when you're about halfway done, do you start doing math so you can figure out? Absolutely. Yes. Every single time. One cracker, a- one piece of cheese, and maybe two grapes. I live in one of the most bountiful count- countries on earth. How yes. come we can't get a little excess when it comes to I, that? I love Wawa to death. I, I'm there almost every day, um, but occasionally... You'll get a, a grape that's substandard, and it, it kinda, oh, I know it kind of pisses me off. Well, yeah, yeah I'd like and to talk to the CEO <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, they, uh, Mr. Geisens, yeah, <laughs> just refer to me as a customer. Um, I, yes, Nick, it's unfortunate because grapes are you know organic, and they're gonna yeah. they're gonna rot eventually. And sometimes you get in, you get a soft grape, and you're like, man, and it ruins the combo. I know they prefer to say uh, soft grape as opposed to a rotting grape. <laughs> right, I'll go ahead and eat it anyway, though. I of course. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not happy about people. it. I've I'll been sexual it. with unclean people. 
Uh, data collected from 20,000 people found that the average American eats 400 to 500 calories from snacks daily. That's a whole other, yeah. that's a big yeah, chunk yeah. of a meal right there. Uh, snacks are contributing a meal's worth of intake to what we eat without it actually being a meal, according to the senior researcher. Uh, you know what dinner is going to be. A protein, a side dish or two, but if you eat a meal of what you eat for snacks, it becomes a completely different scenario. So they're saying if you were to take a look at the fact that this is an entire meal and you took all the snacks for the day and put them on one plate and said, you know, here's your lunch. It's a meal. You might go, wow, that's not a, I shouldn't be eating that for Mm -hmm. lunch. So I wouldn't say I'm at meal level. So I'll treat myself with something, but I my my one thing that I'll do is like a I have these uh, these Quest bars and or the protein cookies, and I'll have like a coffee or something in mid afternoon, and then I'll have my my meal, my dinner, yeah. and I'll have a decent sized dinner. All right, let's see if we can uh, get an answer and find out what movie this clip is from. <laughs> get him right there, Frank. Christmas apple. We got Macintosh. Yeah, Christmas apple. Red delicious. Up piece while they last. They won't last long the way you're eating them. Hey, I'm creating scarcity. Drive surprises out. All right, we're going to go to Pete. See if he knows the answer. Yo, Pete, good morning, bud. Good morning, Ned. Good morning to see you, Pete. What movie is that from? Muppets Christmas Carol. You nailed it, sir. Absolutely. We got something for you here. Casey, what's he going to get? You got a case. December's beer of the month. That's Juicy Monkey. Victory Brewing's new hazy imperial IPA is packing a punch of tropical juice flavor at 9.5% ABV. It'll put you, put you on monkey time in no time. All right. Uh, we have a call. Oh. Our, our friend, we're going to have to be quick with this because uh, we got a lot to get to. But, of course, he's from Fox 29 and Penn Medicine, our doctor. Dr. Mike Serigliano. Yeah. Dr. Mike, good morning. Listen, no one's snacking anymore because everyone's taking Wagovi and Zepbath. <laughs> Everybody's, to, forget it. You Mike, can, Mike, how much of that is being prescribed these oh days? Oh, Mike, everybody. It's everybody. Like everybody on the planet is on these things. And the uh, snack industry is worried because yeah. people aren't. Even manufacturers of medications are worried that for high blood pressure and cholesterol because everybody's losing so much weight. Everything's getting better. All right, so, question, question for you. And this is non-food. This is a medical question, obviously, because you have you on. What, um, how do you qualify to to get the medication? So for uh, for obesity, yep. uh, that's Wagovi or Zepbam. All right, you have to have a body mass index of over thirty okay. or over twenty-seven with some health-related condition, weight-related condition, whether it be high cholesterol or high blood pressure. Okay. Uh, if you have type two diabetes, then you would qualify for Ozempic or Monjaro. Okay. Uh, so that that those are the rules of engagement. But there's more and more data coming out showing that there. There's a significant reduction in risk of heart attack and stroke. Yeah. And, and so I think insurance is going to come around and, and really have to pay. Right now, the big problem is Medicare. They're not paying for it. And right. a lot of people are in need. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. these these seem like wonder drugs. And, and uh, you know, that we're also hearing uh, that maybe they help if, if you have an alcohol issue or something you like that. You better believe it. Even other kinds of addictive behaviors. So yeah. uh, th- there's a lot going on, a lot of data. But listen, I wanted to call. I wanted from my heart to yours to wish you the most happy Christmas and the most merry New Year. Oh, we love you. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Yes, absolutely. May everyone have an Ozempic Christmas. Any, Any special plans for the holiday? 
No, just what my wife tells me to do and make my mother-in-law happy. You know oh, what to do. Then you are a wise man. Smart man. That's yes. what I do. We love, love you. you guys. Love you. All right, love see you, Dr. You. Mike. Love that man. He's the best. Dr. Mike Cerigliano. All right, uh, new movie clip. Let's see if you can identify what flick this food moment is from. Food or drink. Here we go. Here we only got one rule. Here we only got one rule. Never, never let it go. I love it. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Order up. Let's go to another story here. Thank you. All right. I know what Steve and I will say to this, but uh, there's a woman named Alex, and she released a uh, TikTok discussing her habit of eating cold soup straight from the can. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Earl (laughs) asks a shocked audience, is this okay to do? Her video has millions of views on it, Mm -hmm. and even uh, Campbell's Chunky Soup announced uh, a uh, a, and commented uh, and said, Alex, please. So that was their only comment. Uh, while some viewers believe cold canned soup can make you sick, Progresso stepped in to clarify with a statement, our soups can be consumed cold, but whatever temperature you prefer, we agree with Alex that soup is elite. Uh, heating up canned soup can enhance the flavors and help you stay warm, but it apparently is safe to eat right out of the can. And wouldn't all canned soups, they're already prepared. Yeah. You're yeah. just reheating yeah. them. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, and the thing about the canned soup is... Um, it's it's a little more concentrated in its flavor. That's why you have to add water to it yeah. when you heat it up. You can, you don't have to do that, but you get more soup out of it if you uh, do. I've you eaten can soup right out different. of the can. Absolutely. I've eaten ravioli out of the can. Yeah. I've eaten spaghetti out. I, spaghetti yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah, absolutely. I've eaten those right Absolute out of the can. Absolutely. And I, I didn't, you know, they, I don't think they taste any better or anything no. like that, yeah. but it, for whatever reason, it was more convenient to do it. Not only can I not do that, but like, uh, you, you know me, Press, uh, I'm a soup guy before dinner when you go out to dinner. Yes. If that soup is not at a certain temperature, I'm like, God, I can't. I don't want you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, what do you freak out? What do you think about things like uh, gaspacho? I won't oh, touch no. it. No, no kidding. No, Me but it's, I really? like cereal. No, it needs, it needs to be hot. Yeah, the soup needs it. Like, um, yes, I know, of course, I'm sure it's okay. I mean, it's it's it'd be fine, but I would I think I would almost gag if I... I like if the I sound of gazpacho, though. It's fun. It's, fun it's a fun that. word yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I could. Uh, I don't prefer it, but I could easily eat soup right out of a can. We hey, used to listen. do that all the time. My uh, tomato basil is my favorite soup, um, but I, I I do like hot soup certainly. But I've, it's it, it doesn't. It's not a deal killer. Right. If I have to. Now, tomato soup would be a little too thick for me uh, oh, right yeah. out of the can because yeah. you're supposed to thin it out with um, either milk or, or water. Uh, but I, I would eat, yeah, um, chicken noodle right out of the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right <laughs> no problem. No. no problem. Hey, you know, we had a discussion last week about um, the things that you will uh, squeeze every little bit out of. Right. Uh, yeah, we were talking like toothpaste, soap, yeah. and stuff like yes. that. And I've been making this uh, for the last couple of days because my son is uh, under the weather. And I came to the realization that um, the bouillon that you get with uh, ramen, I will, I mean, get every ounce. Okay. You don't have to, but I sit there for like ever and ever just getting every single bit out of that. And you want all that flavor. Every single bit of it. Okay. You know? and, and I don't know why I, I, I wasn't even eating it. I was making it for my son. Do they make that just alone uh, available for purchase? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's they bouillon. Do. Well, no, but it's it's got its own flavor. It's not just straight up bouillon. It's got to have yeah, its dude. own signature flavor to then, it. Then, no. The answer to that question is no. Okay. But so, which which ramen do you prefer? Top ramen. So, top ramen. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they sell that. I wonder if they sell just that top ramen seasoning. Yeah. What, Let's what go flavor? to our research department. Yeah. yeah. All Nick, right. I'll look it up. What uh, what flavor is the go to case? Uh, well, for me personally, it's chicken. Um, I actually I like all the flavors. I can do chicken, shrimp, beef, whatever. Um, okay. but my kids are all chicken, and now um they go to the that spicy, um, and that's not top ramen. Okay. You know, like they, they the, it's the fully encased bowl. And it's spicy. By the way, did you see that there's a new ramen place right on City Line over here? No. Yeah, where the uh, um, next to the where the Starbucks is. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've never Ra- had ramen and sushi. Ooh. I've never had yeah. ramen uh, not out of the, like the supermarket ramen. And okay. now because of the spicy ramen, uh, when I make it for my son. I throw hot sauce in it, and that is a, that's kind of a game changer, guys. Okay. So just like almost everything in the world, you can buy the flavor packets separate. Right, okay. there you go. And, right. uh, Life is good. Yeah, the, and all, Merry sorts Christmas. Of, all sorts of different brands, different spice companies make them, including um, Top Ramen, Ramen Flavor, and... Ramen Around. Uh, ramen Around. The Christmas Tree. Is, what, is, uh, is the, the one called Firewalk with me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what it's called, but Nick, uh, your son probably. I don't. For some reason, man, these kids love these spicy things. The tacos. Oh yeah, that they, yeah. kids in their ramen. Well, kids in their spices. Yeah, yeah. They want to see how hot they can go with it. Yeah, yeah Nissan is another yeah. brand. So okay. yeah, they're all available. All right, there you go. All right, let's see if uh, you know what movie this is from. <laughs> Let's go to Sean. Hey, Sean. Morning, bud. Good morning. All right, Sean, what movie is that from? Polar Express. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched it in 3D. Nice. All right, Case, what are we going to give him? All right, for you, Sean, we've got a pair of tickets to Philly's hottest New Year's Eve party at Xfinity Live. Tickets include a premium food and beverage package, live performance by GoGo Gadget, multiple DJs, karaoke, silent disco, bull riding, 360 photo booth, midnight toast, party favors, and more. And you can get tickets and all the details at XfinityLive.com. All right, Case, let's do this one right here, if that's over, and we'll play another clip for you and see if we can identify what movie this food-related clip is from. Made up your mind yet? I'll take chocolate. With coconuts? I don't like coconuts. You don't like coconuts? Say, brainless, don't you know where coconuts come from? All right, Mm 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know. Order up! All right, I saw this uh, study that was done with uh, Swans Digital. They had a survey of over 2,000 adults and have ranked America's favorite classic cocktail drinks. America's famous favorite classic cocktail drink. Yeah, and I found this quite interesting. Uh, and I uh, Was your melon twisted? A little bit. What do you guys think the, the most popular out of this particular survey was done of America's favorite classic cocktails I, or drinks? I would go Bloody Mary. Like, okay. Like as classics go. Yeah. I would, so I am a, kind of a neophyte in this world, uh, but I would say maybe margarita. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. I, for some reason I had in my head holiday. It's not holiday. Oh. No. It's just any any classic cocktail. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to say a Cosmopolitan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have two go-tos. One would be the screwdriver. 
and yep. then also, like, because I'm just going back to, like, what I started when I was, like, 21 right. years old. Uh, and then rum and coke was another one. I'm <laughs> <laughs> 21. Yeah. Uh, number one on this list is uh, margaritas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, 30% of people said that that was their favorite uh, classic drink. Second is a daiquiri. A daiquiri? Oh, a daiquiri? Yeah. You, know a daiquiri? Out, you know what I found out about daiquiris is uh, my friend, uh, Will, his son is a uh, a bartender. Not just a bartender, a mixologist. Like, he's yeah. really, really into he's it. He's been to space. Well, he can create these amazing... Um, really unique cocktails and he moved out to San Francisco and was one of the top bartenders out there so he knows what he's doing. He said that if a bartender wants to see if another bartender is worth their salt at all, that they will order a daiquiri. No kidding. Oh, yeah. I re- yeah, I remember you telling me that. And I, I was like, it's a pretty really? simple hmm. cocktail. And, you know, it's just... Why? What is... I don't know, but he's One like, of the greatest... That's, that's one of the... That's a bartender's drink to order, a, da- a daiquiri. There's a resort that um, my wife and I go to in Puerto Rico, <laughs> and the greatest drink I ever had in... Well, of that mocktail was Mock. a... Yeah, was a um, was a daiquiri, and I can't determine what exactly yeah. I need to ask for to replicate it. But okay. it was a virgin daiquiri, mm-hmm. but it was delicious. Hey, if you get a virgin daiquiri, what is the um, uh, what's the substitute for rum? I don't think there is one. I just okay. think they leave it out. They just make everything. That's what I was thought. Okay. So yeah. Nick, this was sweet, and but it had like a like a smoothie taste to it, sort of a banana thing going yeah, on. Yeah, because rum has a sweetness to it, right. Steve. And, um, but and it then, was good. But when you make a daiquiri, you'll, you'll add either a sweetener or just like straight sugar. Like right. Sugar. Um, all right, so Nick, are you a rum guy at all? Yeah. Okay, so my follow-up question to this is, what about Malibu rum? Because I know you yeah. hate coconut. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, uh, There's a blended drink that I really like and I would love to make for you guys because I think it's delicious, but Steve and Casey, it has, it has so much rum in it. <laughs> and it's got different, it's got spiced rum, coconut rum, banana rum. Like wow. Yeah, I hate rum. Think about Malibu is if you if you want to instantly turn something into a tropical drink. That's right. Just throw some yeah. Malibu in it, yeah. and, and you're there. It tastes like vacation. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah good point. All right, so uh, third on this list was the Bloody Mary. Okay, Nick had said, and that's definitely a classic. After that is Long Island iced tea. Oh, wow. that's Kyle's drink. That's Kyle's drink. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, rum and coke, Casey. Ah, I was surprised. Ah, yeah. ah. hey, I was surprised to not see like. A classic martini on here. Yeah. Um, the old fashions within the past five or years or so have yeah. become very, very mm-hmm. popular. Or the grasshopper. Uh, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's an oldie. I'll have a grasshopper. <laughs> Wait, do you sell Paul Malls? But I was surprised to uh, to see, not not surprised at Marguerite, but surprised at a couple of the classics that were left off of this uh, particular uh, survey. So, well, there you have it. I- I'm very happy as a non drinker to see this world of mocktails opening up yeah. and becoming something. All right, let's uh, see if somebody knows what movie. Movie this is from. Made up your mind yet? I'll take chocolate with coconuts. I don't like coconuts. You don't like coconuts? Say, brainless, don't you know where coconuts come from? All right, we will go to Terry to see if we can get an answer. Hi, Terry. Hi. Good morning, Ed. Good morning <laughs> to see you, Terry. All right, what movie did we play a clip from? My favorite movie. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Very well done. That's correct. Hang on a second, Terry, because you just won, and here's what we have for you. A $50 gift card for Manhattan Bagel. You can celebrate the holidays with the gift of giving. Snag a $25 Manhattan Bagel gift card and get a bonus $5 card for you. That's a gift that is always in good taste at ManhattanBagel.com. 
I guess we should only do one more case because time-wise. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Which one do you want? Uh, you pick. I, wh- do it. Whatever you like. Which uh, one? I think I'm going to go with this one. We have several clips here that Marissa yeah. pulled, but uh, Casey's going to get this one. Let's see if you know what movie this is from. You have to pay for your pizza, sir. That effect. <laughs> How much do I owe you? <laughs> uh, that'll be eleven eighty, sir. Keep the change, you filthy animal. All right. That's an easy one. Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. I will do one more story here. From the connoisseur. Uh, the average American, when it comes to holiday meals, will start cooking at 9.36 a.m. This is according to a poll of 2000. 9.36 on the money. Yeah. That's the average. Your okay. No, that's the average oh, okay. time. Uh, so before 10 a.m. is essentially when it will begin. When you begin cooking, so you do most of the cooking right for the holidays, or do you not? Yeah, well, we uh, you split we, it. We have our specialties. Rochelle right. does uh, some uh, a few dishes. She handles. I handle the bird. I okay. handle, handle the big whatever the big protein is. If we're doing ham, if we're doing whatever that, I, I tackle that, and then maybe another uh, dish or two. What time usually do you start? Yeah, like um, that yeah, time. Tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If Somewhere you're cooking that something that needs to. You know, roast for a long time. Yeah, you got to start early. And I you can also, that, yeah. and you can also. I'm sorry to interrupt, Casey. Yeah. You can also put together dishes that that don't need to be uh, like Kathy, like casseroles. casseroles. You can put them Kathy. together, yum yum, yeah. and then set them aside in the fridge and get that out of the way. And and that's why you can start early. Same too. day. Same day. Yeah. yeah. Or, or day before. Yeah, uh, having cooked the last three Thanksgiving dinners, uh, I, it, it is it's not a hard meal to cook. Yeah, but. Timing everything out, and that's what I was freaking out about the most because right. everything cooks differently. So, what do you think yeah. about this yeah. new this new trend with kitchens? Or I don't know if it's new, but it, it, so we're we're redesigning ours and these um, uh, warming. Um, drawers. You know these, Kathy. You've seen them. Mm. Uh, the warming drawers, where you can keep. Yeah, it'll keep food warm. Um, you're not cooking it per se, but it'll just keep... You know what I'm talking about, Preston? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's awesome. You think they're awesome? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean... What do you have <laughs> Banana split. Okay. What do you think about that bogey? I think it's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah, great. It's come to stay. I don't warming, warming drawers are the latest yeah. thing. <laughs> I use geometric logic to time out this year's meal. Uh, so it takes about three hours total to prep the entire meal, and the ideal time to start holiday dinner for people when they want to eat is three forty five. I know some here don't like the early. No, it, it's thing. you know what, and I we've done it my whole life, and uh, I think maybe it's gotten earlier, but it it bothers me now. Why are we eating dinner at three forty five? I yeah. why can't we eat dinner dinner time? Uh, it's I, dinner. Yeah, I do like it later. I don't. I don't like the earlier, but you know, because you feel like you're, you're sort of compelled to watch Matlock and well, then complain <laughs> about your adult diaper afterwards. Steve and and my mom keeps pushing it earlier and earlier. I made a joke the other day that we're having like Christmas Eve brunch. I'm like what she because she <laughs> wanted to do it earlier so that the kids could get home and get to bed you know early oh, because oh. Santa's coming which I understand that but she's like yeah come over like noon I'm like I, for for Christmas Eve dinner <laughs> the reasoning I I see is so you can go to round two after oh that's, really that's yeah, yeah. So you, you eat you 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 get your fill everybody's too damn tired to put the food away so it'll sit out for just a little while and then like an hour and a half, two hours later, yeah. round two. I see the modus <laughs> upper. The earliest I ever had a, 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 a it was um, two o'clock 
one thirty, two o'clock. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's lunch. That's, yeah, one thirty. And, and Preston, there was a like a heavy breakfast. Yeah. When you, honestly, there's a point at which it becomes gross. Yeah, where what? you're just, <laughs> you're, just <laughs> you're just like a great white shark, uh-huh. you know, tearing a, a half uh, a lamb cut in half on a rope. It's just too much. Press. What time is round two? What time is round two? What time do you usually if do you, round? If you're doing an early dinner. Oh, round two. Round two. Um, If we're if we're eating around three, uh, five o'clock. Okay. Something like that. Ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. I want some more stuffing. Ding, ding. <laughs> uh, so it says here that 38% of the respondents said that they are most creative with their dishes during the holiday season. Mm. Uh, and according to a spokesperson with this uh, survey said, food is more than a meal on your plate. It's the nostalgia of your family recipes. It's the shared experience with loved ones, and it's memories created to be treasured. So that's one of the things I'm going to kick around tomorrow is like what, what we're going to do Christmas Day for a meal. Are uh, you traditionally a, a turkey or ham for Christmas? Um, neither. We'll, we'll bounce around. We'll All find right. something special. We've, we've done Five guys? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> we've done some, we've gone off the wall a little bit. Like one year we had a goose. Yeah. Uh, one year we did a turducken. Who wants a goose? So, uh, or just like you know, a lot of people overlook a roast chicken. If you're not cooking for more than, you know, since it's usually a smaller gathering on Christmas Day, a roast chicken will do just fine. Yeah. And it's yeah. fantastic if you cook it right. So, all right, we will see if someone knows what movie this is from. You have to pay for your pizza, sir. To that effect, <laughs> how much do I owe you? Uh, that'll be eleven eighty, sir. Keep that change, you filthy animal. All right, we're going to Tink. <laughs> see if we can get the answer. Yeah. Hey, Tink. Hi, good morning, it. Good morning to see you, Tink. All right, what movie is it from? Home Alone. But of course. Oh, yeah. 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 Hang on, Tink, we got something for you. We got a case of December's beer of the month, Juicy Monkey, and that is Victory Brewing's new Hazy Imperial IPA. It's packing a punch of tropical juice flavor at 9.5% ABV. It'll put you on monkey time in no time. All right, that's it, gang. Thank you so much. Holiday to- edition? Yep, for the, uh, the call. The holiday edition of the Connoisseur. And thank you to Mini Melts for being our sponsor, and the new banana split flavor is fantastic. Get to your local Wawa. Pays for yourself. Look for the signature Mini Melts ice cream standalone freezer near the front of Wawa, making it easier to grab one near the register. All right, and like uh, Casey had said earlier, we have way too much stuff to give away. So we're blowing it out. Let it rip. It's the year-end blowout. And so, Casey, should I give away all of these? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a copy of three beloved holiday movies, A Christmas Story, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and The Polar Express on digital for you. Excellent. You can buy or rent these festive classics on digital right now. So we will take the first five callers at 215-263-WMMR and you will get an awesome setup of uh, Christmas movies for you. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Oh, a reminder. Yet another thing that we have to give away. Since we did Christmas Miracle yesterday... It would have been too much to throw in the secret text word, so we're doing that today. Look at this. It's up and You're running. You're like St. Nick. And we have uh, tickets uh, to see Primus, Pussifer, and A Perfect Circle. It's the Sasanta Tour, Saturday, April 6th at the Hard Rock Live at Estes Arena in Atlantic City. So text the word secret to 39333, and we will uh, send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call in and see if we can get a winner with that, if you do have that word. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Complete details, WMMR.com. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Bizarre File on the way. What's going on in the world of rock? 
You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre I brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Get a little extra action under the mistletoe this year with a gift from Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's holiday diamond destination. Route 70 in Marlton. We're at FamilyJewelers.com. Speaking of families, a family spent $10,000 on what they thought were vouchers to visit a Disney park. Oh, no. But they instead purchased vouchers for... Disney Plus, the streaming service. $10,000 worth. Andy Costin's parents intended to use the cards for tickets and restaurant reservations. Oh, that's great. For their Disney vacations, but selected the wrong cards. On the plus side, you have 1,000 years of Disney Plus. Well, they added it up, and the purchase will allow the entire family to stream Disney content for 70 years. (laughs) 70. Uh, Yeah, so Costin said in a TikTok, uh, we were in disbelief when we figured it out. My dad and I I just laughed and felt deflated at the same Aww. time. Uh, fortunately, the mouse himself made their wishes come true. Disney representatives contacted the family <coughs> excuse me, to exchange the cards for real park vouchers. A woman in Taiwan who replaced water with bubble tea had to have over 300 kidney stones removed. <gasps> Holy crap. What is bubble tea? I'm not familiar. I know boba tea or yeah. boba, but uh, I'm not familiar with bubble tea. Wait, didn't we just, I thought we just talked about About this. bubble tea? I know we talked about Mr. Tea a while ago. Well, I think, oh wait, okay. <laughs> Are they the same? Yeah, it's the same thing. I pity okay, the tea. All right, so the, the woman reportedly consumed excessive amounts of bubble tea, also known as boba. Here you go. Oh, there or, you go. Pearl milk tea. Uh, the 20-year-old was admitted to the hospital after experiencing back pain and ultrasound discovered 300 kidney stones. 300? 
which were successfully extracted. Although 9.6% of people in Taiwan developed this condition, doctors suggest the excessive consumption of bubble tea instead of water could have been a factor. Uh, kidney stones are more commonly found in people over the age of 50. Jeez. Uh, Helena, police have a posting on their Facebook page congratulating officers for solving, quote, the great chicken heist of 2023. Officer Justin Gibson was dispatched regarding a sighting of a vehicle involving in a theft, involved in a theft from the day before. Gibson found the truck in the same area with two occupants loading items into the bed. They fled on foot. The driver was obtained or detained by Gibson, the passenger. Well, a hard target search of every chicken coop, chicken coop, and chicken coop. <laughs> the passenger was detained by Officer Guerrero. Inside of the truck's cab was evidence of a theft, and according to the uh, office's page, it said, varied breeds of five very scared chickens mm. were found and returned to their homes. You don't know where we are. We're being held captive. Uh, the driver... It's William, all right. It's all right. The, the driver, William Massey, was arrested for theft. I need you to keep them on the phone. Uh, tampering I'll with... I'll do my best. With evidence, criminal mischief, driving without a license, and underage possession of alcohol. The other guy was arrested for theft, and uh, uh, both were taken to the county detention center. And then, one last story. We're keeping this kind of short because we're running uh, late on time. But uh, fire officials in Delaware investigating after a fire at an egg farm in Middletown on Saturday night caused about a million dollars in damage and led to the deaths of about... (laughs) 200,000 chickens. Yes. I'm sorry, Gene. Ladies and gentlemen, I just finished the list, and sadly, I have to restart it. Simone. Simone. Lonnie. Uh, officials. Jugdish. Say. <laughs> Honor. Said uh, the stork. That. Uh, Sunday morning, uh, the incident began as a brush fire. While responding to a call for that incident, officials said they received reports of a building fire at the same location. Upon arrival, first responders found a large two-story egg production facility with heavy and uh, four and four and smoke pouring from the building. Uh, I don't know what that means. Anyhow, uh, yeah, they realized about a million dollars in damage to the egg farm and approximately 200,000 chickens died in the incident. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think you bas- do you know bizarrely? Do you think it would smell kind of nice? Yeah. So I was cooking thinking chick- all that chicken cooking. I, if I heard this, I would have to go over with some honey mustard, right? Like uh, a dipping sauce. Yeah. <laughs> all the nuggets, you right? Can I mean, that. yeah, wow. I, 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 I think wonder. it would actually, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're, you're you're cooking chicken. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in uh, the bizarre file for you. Let us take a break and let us give something away. Uh, I have tickets to see uh, Nima. Patel, uh, we just had him on the air. He's going to be playing at the Met, and this show will be on Thursday. Ah, this coming a week from today. Uh, so I tell you what, we'll take callers uh, 10, 11, 12 at 215 263 WMMR, and we will put you on that list to go to the show. So give us a call right now. And don't forget, we have a secret text word, and that's a chance to win tickets to uh, Primus Pussifer and Perfect Circle uh, in April at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. So text the word secret to 39333 to possibly win those as well. So we got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to take a break. We are going to come back in just a moment or two, and I believe, man, about Town is scheduled yes, to be here right. for his last appearance on the Preston and Steve Show forever. Well, not our forever, boss. but as our boss. Yeah. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. If you think Jackie Bam Bam is colorful on the radio, just wait till you see him in this year's Mummers Parade. 
MMR's beloved nighttime host once again struts his stuff down Broad Street in Philly's New Year's Day tradition. So if you're heading downtown, cheer him on. If your plan include the couch and nursing a hangover, well, then text MUMMER to 39333. We'll text you a link and let you know the how and when to catch Jackie on TV. Plus, check out a gallery of Jackie Bam Bam's award-winning MUMMER costumes from the station that loves being a Philadelphia tradition, too. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Um, I think we need to do the full intro Yes, uh, for our next guest. We haven't played this in a little while, but we need the, the full-on setup for this. So I'm just going to hit the button, and then we will welcome him uh, to our studio. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, damen und herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues, may I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Bill West yeah. is here. This morning. That is so great. Yeah. I, I think about Peter Boyle, that big lummox up there in a tuxedo. Just go, hey. I, like, I like that you're referred to as an inarticulate <laughs> mass of tissues. <laughs> uh, good morning, Bill. Good to see you. This may be one of the few times that, that you've been a scheduled sit-down guest on the show. You usually come wandering in or you're lingering in the back of the studio and then we, we have a reason to have you on. But I, this today, you're a guest. I think the other time was when you announced you were um, retiring. Both recently, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where you were scheduled as a guest. Yeah, It's uh, a little pressure. I was <laughs> like, should I prep yeah. this? Should you I bring the ha-ha? Yeah. Should I bring the ha Should I have some nice things or interesting things to say? It's like, you know what? I know you guys so well. And it's like, if I start talking about things that is boring or like really self-serving, I'll get the stink eye from one of them. Like, sure, let's keep it going. This is for the audience, right? I think we can start with, I think one of the things is obviously, if you don't know, we've said it many times, you know, Bill is retiring on January 1st. uh, Chuck D'Amico becomes the program director. He's pretty much, you've been letting him, you know, do what uh, is necessary as the the year wraps up and you've been taking care of of things in, in you know, in in finality. But, um, you know, a lot of people, as we mentioned, yesterday, um, you know, going back to 2005 and, yep. and, and prior to that, you were critical uh, in getting us here. Oh, he was 100% show. the reason we are at WMMR. He came fishing for us. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'll never forget when uh, when we had a sit-down meeting with Bill for one of the first times. I mean, everything was going great. I know what you're going to say. It was a wonderful conversation. You know what I'm going to say? You're going to say, is, is Casey and Kathy really necessary? Uh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't going to 
didn't say that, but that was part of the conversation. Uh-huh. But I remember you you asked about our non compete clause, and I said it's six months long. And Bill's head went like this. He just went, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> like he laid his head on the table practically. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we, but we got around all of that. But and no, at, at the beginning it was, uh, you know, you were wondering if there was any dead weight that was going to come along. <laughs> Uh, I'm the deadest of them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember Steve. Steve did tell us about that, and he was like, "Look, we said we're not going unless everybody's going, so yeah. don't worry about it." it yeah, was a package yeah. deal, yeah. and thank God it was because yeah. it has been, you know, the success of the Preston and Steve show um, is pretty remarkable. Now we got, you know, we have the bus driver and the and the funny guy and the, the uh-huh. navigation seat. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and Casey's in this seat behind the driver putting his hands over the driver's eyes just for laughs, right? That sounds about right. That's a great way to put yeah. it. Nick's in the yeah. back of the bus with the map quest. You know, he's got it all planned out. He's got all the plans. And Kathy's just in the other seat bitching about like she doesn't like the ride. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Marissa is what's she's, in the trunk. Marissa, we she's found changing here. the tires. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's doing a tune-up on the engine because yeah. you know, yeah. the supercharger on this engine, it would run a lot better. While it's running. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. remember when we got here, Marissa was already here. Casey uh, Casey had produced yeah. uh, for, uh, for a while the show that preceded us mm-hmm. um, and uh, was just kind of getting the lay of the land. Yeah, Marissa was a guy. And Marissa, yeah. And so, um, and both we all said, oh, this... We, we got to make sure she stays. Yeah, yeah she was yeah. like, uh, if you remember the old TV show, MASH, she was yeah. like Radar. Like, yeah, you, would, yeah. you would turn around, and that, that thing that you needed, she already had it right there for yeah. her, and you're in yeah. hand handing it to you, and I'm like, we have to have this person. And it, it wasn't a battle royale. You always, you always uh, from the get-go, and we're going to compliment you a lot today, that's going to be fun, uh, is that you saw, y- your years of doing this, you saw, okay, this is what's going to make it work the best. You and saw this the is, talent in us. Yeah, you, you said, that Kathy turns out <laughs> to be a gem. <laughs> I have a question about your pre-MMR career, Bill. Um, how, how long was your longest radio station, your longest stint before MMR? I was in Providence for eight years at okay. WHJY Rock Station. Yeah. And they had uh, they had this big star. Her name was Carolyn Fox, and she owned the city. Mm. I mean, she once closed down the city by saying, uh, it was an April Fool's gag, that city workers did not have to report to work. They didn't report to work. It shut the city down. Anyway, oh she God. had she had that much power and listening um, reach. Wow. Yes, right? So and then I got there, and she said, ah, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go have babies. I'm quitting this radio gig. I'm like, I had to replace this market legend. You oh, did? Wow. As yeah, a personality, oh, a lot of people don't man. know you. You have had a long career on air. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I didn't replace her on the air. Okay. I had to find. Somebody. Oh, I see. Right? Who did you get? I found this, these two guys in Mobile, Alabama. The name of the show was called Two Goofy White Dudes. Okay. Right? It was back in the 80s. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was a different time. Uh, that was the original name of this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were called Paul and Al. And that was our names. And they just uh, celebrated their 30th anniversary doing mornings at the... At the there. Wow. They're still there. Yeah. Oh, good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Your part. That was wow. a good call. Yeah. But you're, you're right? first. You're Buffalo. We talk about Buffalo. Um, what? On the air? Yeah. Yes. That was, was your... Yeah. It, was at the be- the absolute beginning of your radio career. My first job was this little rinky-dink AM radio station in Jamestown, New York. Um, we mentioned that that's where Nick Sirianni's from, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, coach, yeah. right? Uh, Jamestown. <laughs> WKSN. It was Kissin' 1340. <laughs> the FM Kissin'. signal was WHUG. 
Oh, oh kissing and hugging. Yeah, kissing and hugging. Oh, my God. I like that. Oh, my God. Wait, so you weren't at MMR long before we got here, right? I was here a year. A year. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so how did you, did you know about Preston and Steve before you came to Philly or just when you got here, that's when you learned about did them? Did not know about the show until I got here. Yeah. And we have said, who are the funny guys down the dial? So you would, you would listen to us from time to time, check yeah. out the, the competition and you liked what you heard? Yes. I okay. thought you guys were funny. And of course the music was the big thing about that yep. station was an alternative station and the festival. And <laughs> I was a little bit more concerned about YSP because they right. had, Howard was on the yeah. air and they had this. We couldn't get arrested because MMR was rated 13th at the time. Wow. I remember there was like, there were two disturbed shows or two audio slave shows. We were doing two nights at the, uh, the whatever the Wells Fargo was called at the time. And YSP got both presents. Yeah. yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? The yeah. other rock station, you couldn't split it up, but that's the kind of juice they had. And, that's, y- and, and Electric Factory Concerts mm. was given everything to YSP yeah. because they had the audience. Yeah. yeah. They had it. Yeah. You know, they yeah. Had that was how Howard running, leading the charge out of there. They were they were forced to be reckoned with. They were kind of. I, di- I didn't like that radio station because of the the people who worked there were kind of a holes. <laughs> I thought we I mean, actually, anytime I encountered them, they were. We got to talk. You know, and yeah. there's a lot of people that we really uh, who we're, were friends with, and we're, we're good. But, yeah. but I mean, there was there was such a bizarre vibe when they were trying to court us to come over there. Preston and I would finish the meetings and look at each other like, "What was that?" I'm like, yeah. I, I, yeah. "I don't think I want to work there." Was yeah. there once that you were like, "They invited us over here." Uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, I'm, I'm not going to name names, okay. but the guy that was running the the show at the time invited us to a lunch, and we sat down for a meeting with him, and we left. And my friend, who was a the salesperson there, called me later on. He's like, "I am so sorry for that." <laughs> like it never went into specifics yeah. of. So you know, what do you guys think about you know working here? And it, yeah. it was so weird. It was yeah. bizarre, and I'm like. I wouldn't dare go work for those guys. So, Bill, when I started here in MMR, it was a weird time. I started as an intern in 1999. There was not a program director. Joe Bonadonna had been fired prior to that. Uh, the, the promotions department was kind of in shambles. And then in between 99 and 2004, 2005, was a weird time here at MMR. There was a lot of, like, sort of rotating talent. Pierre, obviously, was the mainstay throughout thank all God, of it. Thank, thank God. Thank yeah. God he was here. And yep. so, uh, Pierre was middays throughout all of it. But there were a bunch of different morning shows. And then the Philly guys came in for a little bit. And then Miss Anelli and Vinny the Clum- uh, Crum and, and Joe Conklin. Um, but when you got here as a program director, you inherited a bit of a mess, Like, except for Pierre. You didn't quite know where pieces fit. So how, I mean, starting with Preston and Steve, obviously, but how did you start to think, at least I got a base of operations. Um, what was your thought process when you got to MMR? It was, don't come in and just start making changes for change's sake, but it was pretty apparent first on that we needed to do some things because we're 13th and YSP was kicking our butt even after Howard signed off, right? Right, right. So I hired Jackson, I fired Raz, you know, things worked out for him. He's he's doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then Fulham, uh, our general manager at the time, said, you got it, we got to make some noise, right? So he had this guy, uh, an agent in New York who knew Dee Snyder, and he said, let's get Dee in to do nights because he'll do the show and that'll create some noise to help whatever. And bought us a little bit of time while we searched for the morning show because he said, you got to like look under every rock, not just in Philly, but across the country. And we did this search for eight months 
months where we're flying people in and looking for solo people to replace Miss and Ellie. And then you got to the last rock and there we were. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mentioned the Preston Steve show to Fulham fairly early on. Yeah. He says, don't take the easy pick, do the right oh, pick. Yeah, so yeah. I had to go back in and convince him yeah. that this was the absolute right pick for MMR. So did you, did you offer the job to anyone else prior to Preston and Steve? No. Oh, okay. Hey, um, uh, wow. because uh, at that time, uh, Preston and Steve, I think uh, you guys were had announced that you guys were not returning to uh, Y100. And, uh, Y100 was not returning to Y100. Well, no, no, but that wasn't announced yet. But, yeah, uh, yeah. but so they started their own search for a new morning show. And I wonder if there was a, a cross... You know, like if you guys were looking at the same people, like so, like this guy named Rover was uh, was was brought in Y one hundred. I actually sat down in an interview with them because they didn't know I was coming across the street with these guys, so they wanted to see how I meshed and gelled with uh, with Rover. I wasn't sure if there was anybody else like that. That uh, my <laughs> recollection is that we had our first lunch done in Maniunk yep. yeah. before any of this uh, urban format flip was going to happen at Y one hundred, and yeah. they hadn't renewed your deal, or they might have offered you something that was really like oh and we're trying to be secretive and the uh, the waitress is one of our former interns yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um it all it all worked out great yeah. i wanted to ask outside of uh of mmr so you're you're retiring this is this is it career wise i'm sure you'll find something to do eventually because you're a guy that seems it seems to me that likes to keep himself busy yeah but it, are, are, do you feel satisfied hanging up the, the you know the, the headphones and, and moving on? Have you done what you set out to do? Yes. Okay. I, you know, I, I that's good. I did those scrapbooks for MMR. And yeah. Like five volumes. I have my own right, and I was uh, kind of putting them together and kind of mm, uh, reorganizing them. Right. As I'm going through these pages of photos of radio people that I got to work with, or like famous rock stars that I got to meet backstage and see perform. It's like, you know, I besides not meeting McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pretty much uh, still possible. been able to do so much and so many gags and so many times in my office where I'm in, in fear of lawsuits <laughs> and, and emergency room visits or whatever. Yeah. We did that list of like the top nine things that scared the crap out of me while I was sitting in the PD. Do you, do you have here, that? You know, I have it right there. I have it right here. Because I, it's, I think it's worth letting, letting people hear it because I, you, you did a great presentation. Uh, and to Preston's point before he gets into that, um, you're... I think you're, as I said, to Debella, you're, you're guys that are, need to be engaged. You need to be, and you have a wealth of radio knowledge. Is there any chance that you come back here as a uh, uh, part-time, like, weekend uh, <laughs> jock? I, you know... That wouldn't that be fun? Like, yeah, I, I would like playing, playing stuff. And Chuck said the other day, he says, that's all I need is one person besides Jackie and Pierre, uh-huh. some other idiot playing music out of format that just because they like it, yeah. right? Yeah. As a programmer, it's like, I get it. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty, I can't believe this is goodbye, right? Yeah. Which it is, but I'm but not. But it's not. Yeah. I'm not, you know, emotionally like ready to um, cut ties completely yeah because yeah. i get to listen to the show yeah but, in yeah. A, but in, as a fan and not as you know like geez steve went really long on that no it's true well, you got to hear that that way yeah so what are your plans do you have any immediate plans I'm going to create a budget, right? Which I know sounds really exciting, but uh, some organization into my life. Wow, party on, animal. On the home front. I'm going to 
I'm going to research a trip to Ireland, Scotland. I'm going to try to do a couple international trips a year, yeah. plus a plus a big bike trip and some other things. You can whatever. Take a motorcycle to Ireland. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to do some video uh, editing. I want to maybe play golf a little bit more, but I have to uh, start ground school uh, for uh, you know learning how to fly, which That's is amazing. big on my bucket list. So I'm I'm really good. I don't think I'm going to be sitting on the couch watching the TV at one in the afternoon. So we had this meeting uh, last week. It was Bill's last full staff meeting. And while he was there, sure enough, he did a couple of uh, his lists that he wanted to present to us. And Best meeting he ever held. And, and it was the best meeting you've ever held. Because it, it was over in 30 minutes? <laughs> That's part of the reason. But And there was food. But and he, <laughs> he titled this Bill Weston's Top Nine List. Yeah, because 10 sounds desperate. Because 10 sounds desperate. <laughs> and the whole idea behind the 10 sounds desperate thing is we would give away tickets to our painfully single mixer and I would do them like 10 at a time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I will take 10 callers right now. Bill would be like, in our meeting, he's like, that, you know, that sounds like you're trying, re- like, like people don't really want these tickets and you're really trying to push them on. Seems a little bit desperate. <laughs> and so, so, yeah. so we felt that 10 was desperate, desperate, but usually the list thing was you like to go out of order. Yeah, yeah. So keep them guessing. Yeah, keep them guessing. Oh. Uh, so anyway, uh, Bill Wesson's top nine list of things that annoy the program director. No, that made me a scare. Yeah. All right, we'll do that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, number nine, getting knocked off the air by Kathy's birthday pony pissing in the studio. Because <laughs> we actually brought a horse up into the uh, offices. Horse, horse, never, horse never pissed, but he was afraid that it would happen. He was afraid yes. that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Pierre crashing hard off the top of a cardboard double-decker bus at Jack <laughs> yeah. Frost. Yeah, that, that, that was, was scary. That was pretty yep. friggin' scary. Uh, and then he has 7A and 7B. Okay, so 7A uh, at the art museum in the back of a squad car explaining why we just rolled 10,000 marbles down the steps. <laughs> and then his uh, thing that made him scared at 7B was being sued by some tourists slipping on a marble that we failed to pick up. Yeah. Uh, number 6A was intern Joe falling off a crane hoisted <laughs> a crane hoisted toilet next to I-95. <laughs> and then 6B was intern Joe going to Lankanaw after ER. <laughs> At, with a case of hot sauce in the rectum. <laughs> yeah. Fire in the hole. It's fire in the hole. We did that. Uh, number five on his list, intern Steve getting arrested on a highway overpass in a thong. That's what we did, honk stripping. Honk yeah. stripping, yeah. And I'm the only one who's gotten arrested on this show, right? Uh, I, yeah. I you, think you were, you were put in the back of the car, but I, you weren't arrested. I wasn't arrested. They yeah. didn't write me up, but I think they took Steve to the to the police station. Yeah. No, I mean, I wasn't like uh, hauled off into the clink, but I was uh, picked up and then I had a fine. I had to, to pay a fine for indecent exposure. I, you, for doing the same thing that he did. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you submit that as expense? This is at Y100. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know how to do that stuff then. Uh, number four on this list was naked models in the studio for Kathy's penis drawing party. Which we determined was not Kathy's penis drawing party. <laughs> no, it was just it a was penis just, drawing party. We had all women. Kathy. Yeah, but yeah. It was I don't not, think that had anything no. to do with it. By the way, our second most popular YouTube video of all time, <laughs> the uh, penis painting party. Yeah, <laughs> 1.3 million views on uh-huh. that. Uh, then you had 3A, fear of losing our lease when Preston and Steve's haunted horror ride passed the front entrance witnessed by uh, visiting Tishman Spire executives. And then 3B, fear of losing our lease when Casey performed a press
breast ham on Philly Insurance's main window, sporting only an ice cream soaked jock strap. That yes, was, that's funny. Those are drunk. absolutely <laughs> true as well. Good times. Good times. You know what the best though is that I, you know, when I finally came to later on that morning uh, or afternoon, I should say, like John Fulham, he wasn't even mad. He was like, he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And right. was, didn't somebody like fight you to get you into the back of somebody's car to get you home or something? Well, that was the thing. I was making my way back into the building oh, and they were yeah. like, no, no, you're going to go around this way over here and hop in that car and then go home and get hosed off by your 80-year-old neighbor. Yeah, that was fun. Jackie yeah. Mason. There was a video of that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that was cast. Uh, number two on this list of things that made Bill scared was uh, the Vag Project. During morning rush, landing on I-95 or passing through the final approach of Philly <laughs> International Airport. This was the sex balloon that years ago before every elementary school in the world successfully pulled off sending something into space for a picture, we were attempting to do the same thing with a uh, with a sex balloon. And the number one thing that made him scared was the chili cannon. The chili cannon. Yes. And pitch. Yeah. Oh my God. We, we all, there was that moment in that whole thing where we're like, uh, oh, yeah. or was that the nacho cannon? It was a nacho cannon. cannon. It was a nacho cannon. We yeah, did both. Right. Yeah, we did yeah. do both. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the nacho but, cannon almost killed pitch. Yeah, yeah. that was, uh, that was, uh, that was a scary for all that of us. That was very <laughs> scary. Oh, man. Uh, but overall, right, we, we, we <laughs> <laughs> overall we were good. No, like, that's some great radio that yeah. represents that list. But I just got those are the moments where you're sitting in your office and you go, you don't want anybody to be hurt. You right. don't want to be sued, right? And sometimes you come dangerously close to those things <laughs> happening. Yeah. Right? So, what was the angriest we ever made you? Ooh, uh, oh, man. good question. I pissed him off. Oh, I don't mean individually, like us as a show or yeah. something. Uh, we well, you, you, were, you were. This is it. You know, I've I've kind of blocked that out. I have to think about that yeah. for a minute because when I really got angry with the show. Yeah. Yeah, we all individually got called into his office after the St. Paddy's Day um, yeah. pub crawl. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was an. Do you remember that? We weren't on that. Oh, person. good. He doesn't remember that. Yeah. Perfect. Here's the thing about Bill getting mad is I could probably count on one hand over the past almost 19 years that he ever really. That we really yeah. got his blood up about anything no. that we did. I no. mean, there were times where you were either annoyed or you were concerned or were stressing how important, you know, you you understand that you guys shouldn't have done what you did. But you never got mad, mad. I've had bosses yell at me before. Yeah. And you've never done that. You've never heard my uh, office voicemail. Because <laughs> what I'll do many times is I'll pick up my phone and I will call my voicemail on my desk. And I will scream into my phone oh, like, <laughs> what? The, I would and I would go really? crazy about hearing something about this show about somebody else doing something just stupid that's yeah. going to cause us uh, branding points or <laughs> ratings points or whatever and I'll let it sit and then I come in the next day or later in the day and I'll listen to myself screaming at the thing and it kind of calms me oh, down wow. that's and, a good and sort of uh, reduces the emotion out of it yeah. so what is it I want to communicate about wow. not a smart move so that kind of helped it, it's also a release you yes can, you can uh, yeah. it's probably therapeutic I've um you definitely have an interesting uh, and unique m- managing style and it took me a little while to get used to it uh, I, I've learned over the years that um, uh, don't waste your time with with stuff that doesn't matter like when yeah. you're trying to explain because you know I, I've been called in your office hey why did this happen why did that happen blah 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 and I, you know I don't know if you've noticed this or not but I'll you know I'm like okay I, I can make this turn into like a, a 15 minute meeting where we just go back and forth or I can just go 
I was wrong, and you know, I'm not going to waste your time with it. You know, with with nonsense that doesn't matter. Like when you pitched the movie script this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a good reason. I had, I had a good reason. We talked I, about it off air. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was going to say, I, I want to say something. Um, per, personally speaking, uh, I, I, on behalf of my wife and my three children and my mom, and my dogs, I want to thank you for um, giving me this opportunity to live the life that I've been living, all right? Like, I, I owe a lot to you for, for bringing me on to uh, the show with President Steve. I also owe a lot to, to President Steve. And I want to say this. I really like you. I really, really like you. I don't think you like me very much. <laughs> and that's okay. Because I, I, I like you. That, I yeah. think, is incredibly wrong. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think you're you're a very funny guy, and you do these really cool things, and you say you're a good family man, and you take care of your mother, yeah. and you you do, and you know you're a shore guy, and whatever. Mm. But as your as your program director, I got I got to be your program director. Yeah, right? yeah. I can't, I'm not going to be your friend, right? My hope is that after I stop being your program director, that you know. We might go out and have a beer and, and shoot the... the yes, guy, you shoot the pool. Yeah, I, I can't believe I said the F word yesterday. Yeah, oh, my God. Do we have, do we have I, the, uh, the isolated audio? Oh, my God. Uh, we will get that. Yeah. I, I am so embarrassed by that. That's just like, oh, my God. I know well, it's I'll tell you like what that. you said right after you... In fact, you said it. This is to validate what you're currently saying. Okay. You said... Now I now I can stop being the boss and hopefully be your friend. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and and so that does mean a lot, and it does mean a lot to us that you would even consider yeah. that. Hey, listen, at least yesterday you didn't do it in front of a large group of people in a theater <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. while the cameras were rolling, yes. right? yeah. multiple yeah. angles. Yeah. I saw Marissa isolated that out. Oh, here it is, right here. Hang on. So local Philly fans, fun, other things that begin with ever Bart's. You brought so much joy to people's lives yes, yesterday. You oh Everybody was so happy. You yeah. got a bill chant out of that. Yeah. yeah. Like I, said, I was going to say effing, and it just came out of yeah. the other thing. Uh, wow. Congrats on a, a, a career in radio. It's not an easy gig to get in, and um, you know the fact that you were able to land here and, and be a part of this family for as long as you have. But you know, like most of people in radio over the years, you bounced around. You had the, the jobs in smaller markets and bigger markets, and to be able to hang it up at a place like this, I'm sure, is rewarding. It's. Uh, it's terrific. Yeah. I mean, when I got to accept the Marconi last month for best rock station, mm-hmm. and not the first time I got that opportunity because of what this station, what this show does on a consistent basis, you know, it's, uh, I was, uh, I was looking at that, that photo album and there's a picture of like kids from Ashland College who I graduated with in 1978. Don't do the math. <laughs> um, anyway, and I go and, did any of those people in that group of like 15 uh, get to accept a Marconi? Right. Right. Yeah. Or, or have the level of success that I got to enjoy, you know, leading this radio station. It's like, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty good about yeah. that. You know? <laughs> no, as well you should. We've talked about you managing us. What about you managing uh, Pierre Robert and Jackie Bam Bam? Oh, boy. You know, <laughs> Kathy mentioned about hiring talent and, and letting talent do what they're good at. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. 
and and Pierre is so good at at putting his arms around the audience, you know, figuratively, yeah. obviously, and just uh, making them feel good, you know. And I just don't want it to be like, yes, and I play music that we are not supposed to play. Right. <laughs> it's really weird that you hear Frank Sinatra in the midday on MMR, and it <laughs> sounds normal. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like. That's like format sacrilege. Why are you playing some dude from the 40s on a rock station or whatever? So trying to manage Pierre about like, uh, uh, you know, okay, here's the bullseye. Here's the uh, next ring. You can't go way outside that ring too often or because then people are confused what the bullseye is, right? right. As far as like a rock station goes. So yeah. we've had that conversation a number of times over the years. But I get what his special um, talent is. Yeah. And it's just this uh, huge heart and warmth and like I said he's the kind of the soul of the radio station it has been forever yeah. and it's like I recognize that and I gotta let him do that so you inherited Pierre but you brought on Jackie Bam. <laughs> you, you were you were you were the man who brought Jack. And I remember when you were talking about bringing him here, and you said you you felt he was not being treated right at his last uh, job. Yeah, he was part time at yeah. YSP, you know. Right. And uh, and I'd met him at a No Doubt concert, I think. Right. You know? And here's this big, <laughs> larger than yeah. or yeah. this big yeah. this mm-hmm. huge personality walking down, and he's you talk about a guy who wants to put his arms around. He does it literally. Yeah, take your whatever, but there's something genuine about it. it. Doesn't sound like a disc jockey, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but boy, is uh, is that guy embody the uh, yeah the uh, the relationship of the listener on the air every night? Mm-hmm. You've lived here a long time, and Philadelphia has its way of like uh, seeping its way into your body, uh, whether you like it or not. And I know that you still have your roots and and all that, but like you know, what is um what is something that you uh, absorbed or adopted by living here? Uh, uh, for for so long, I don't know. This radio station's really kind of like become part of who I am. Like I think about am I am I the guy going to Peddler's Village looking for special <laughs> deals at Christmas? You know, I, I mean, can help you with that. I know, but no, I, I'm looking at Kathy as I, I do that. It's like, well, there's the shopping thing and all these great little places or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I um, you're you're staying. You said right. You know, the, yeah. the, the the plan is to stay here in in the area. I just mailed in my payoff. A coupon for my mortgage. You are so lucky we never found out where you live. I live in Narberth. Yeah, we know yeah. that. Did put something on his front lawn? Did we? No, no, we wanted to. There were so many times that we wanted to like either like mow his lawn at five o'clock in the morning or Oh my god. Uh, the time that you put that bumper sticker on the back of my car and I didn't discover it for three days and it said, I like big D's? Oh. Oh, D's. Yeah. D's. And I drove around Narber. No, it was was a sticker. (laughs) Driving to Lower Marion High School, dropping off my kids with, like, I like big D's. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks to that, Casey. Unfortunately, we got it. We have Peter Billingsley scheduled in like two or three minutes. Good cat for Christmas. We'll see if we can break and come back on the other end of the commercials right back and get him on. But, uh, uh, we could keep talking yeah. to you forever, Bill. Should we, do you want to come back? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to yeah. come back after the interview and hang out a little bit longer? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I just, okay. if that doesn't, if it get rolled, I, um, 
I thank each and every one of you for what you do every day and for what you've done for this radio station and what you do for the listeners, right? Yesterday's show is the perfect example of what so you do fun. for them and the amount of work and effort that went into it. I'm looking for Marissa because yeah. she was very much part of that organizational piece to have oh, that yeah. run so smoothly and allow you guys to be happy and friendly and giving to the people that are the most important. Yeah, yeah. our fans. Your by fans. Far. So, yeah, nice job far. there. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll have you hang out because uh, there's still another top nine list that we can go through that, that Bill did. <laughs> and, and it's just it's good. great. All right, yeah. so we'll, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. Peter Billingsley, uh, Ralphie from A Christmas Story, will be joining us. Yes. And we'll be right, right after these commercials. Stay with us. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's Video On Demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop in and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Oh, it's not the Preston, I can't believe we'll just come up on the roof, will you? And, you know, he just landed there and crashed, and what, who do you think it is? Do I hear reindeer on my roof? You know, uh, Rantlers, and unbelievable, is like a billion. Whoa, come on, look who's here. You know this guy? It's going to be next Christmas before he gets down. Hey, they put it together for Santa. Hey, Merry Christmas. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, I don't think you got it right, Santa. No, no, no. It's ho, ho, ho. Our next guest, this is so cool that we're having him on on our last day before the uh, uh, the, the winter break. And uh, a Christmas story, the 24-hour marathon is, is going to kick off on Sunday, uh, 8 p.m. And that goes for, you know, obviously the full 24 hours. TBS and TNT, they have it. Yeah. It's become a tradition. And like so many homes across America, it's in the same way in my house. Well, now a new tradition has rolling. started too, Preston. And now yeah. I'm going to watch A Christmas Story Christmas. Me too. Because I, I loved it. It's, it's got yeah. such a great heart. Yeah, that's how you do it. Please welcome Mr. Peter Billingsley yeah. to our show this morning. All right, so. How you doing, Peter? Up, I'm great, thank you. Excellent. Listen, you know what? To, right off the bat, as Steve said it during that intro, uh, we were so happy. Last time we had spoke to you was before we'd seen A Christmas Story Christmas. And... Yeah. Loved it. Just absolutely oh, loved thank it. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, that one, we waited 39 years to make that movie. So <laughs> it, it, it had it now or it, never. It had to have been so hard to decide, well, oh, what do we do with this? Where do we go with this? And it's the perfect synergy on, you know, paying a tribute to the old man 
uh, and and trying to live up to a certain standard, and it just it played out great, man. Yeah, thanks. I, I think it actually oddly gave us more freedom in a good way that we had waited so long. Because uh, if you try to do, you know, sequels can be tough. Yeah, and it's hard to kind of recapture the magic, but. Having that much distance and thinking, oh, well, what's Ralphie like as dad? You know, what yeah. happened to Scott? What are these guys like as grownups? was a lot more fun and I think gave it enough distance. So yeah. we were happy. I had developed the movie for close to five years. Um, wanted to get it right. Didn't want to ruin, obviously, the first one for the fans. So we were really, really happy with where it all landed. Well, you're, you're, you're in one of those rare situations. I'm a, my, one of my favorite books is A Christmas Carol. Because if you stop and think about what mm-hmm. Dickens did... He created something that is now inextricable from, you know, Christmas. And now, you know, and obviously these two movies are in that. And obviously with a Christmas story, it must have been as as a seasoned producer, which you are and director and obviously uh, talent. You're still walking a super fine line when even though it's something that you're quintessentially involved with making uh, have the the impact that it has. You're going to piss off some people no matter what you do. So um, the fact that you pulled it off. Yeah. How how much hand wringing and how much, um, you know, sweating was involved before that premiered to really good reviews? Um, a lot. I think a lot of anxiety on the front end, but like anything else, once you commit to go, right? You, you, the, the challenge is in making the decision to do it. And then once you do, you do. And um, I was able to produce it with longtime friend, producing partner Vince Vaughn, who has a great compass for things, was really supportive. And at the end of the day, you know, I know Christmas Story very well. Um, I studied it. I've lived with it for 40 years. <laughs> I say so. <laughs> so to me, it's like, hey, man, if I'm happy, like, I sort of where I set my compass. I'm like, if, mm-hmm. if I don't feel that I've injured or ruined or hurt <laughs> and if I'm happy, you know, fans should, should be as well. And yeah. it was obviously personal to me, and it is. I mean, Christmas Story was a little movie that took the filmmakers 12 years to get made. Nobody wanted to make it. It was kind of the little engine that could. Yeah. And, um, Bob Clark threw in most of his salary to get the movie made and had to agree to do other movies. It was just nobody saw the vision for what Bob and Gene saw in that film. Um, and I had done other movies prior to that that were much bigger, much more hyped, much more promises of stardom and fame coming off them. Mm-hmm all of which bombed, didn't do well at all. And this was the one that really broke out of the pack and it was kind of a cool lesson of, you know, just work hard, make a great movie, stay focused on the vision that you have for it and don't focus on the outcome as much. It was also... I tried to pull some of that into the sequel. It also seemed to be unique, the original Christmas story, because it was a late bloomer, uh, because it, it didn't totally. hit tremendous success until years right. after it was released, yeah. which, which must have put you in a unique position. So, you know, we've had people on the air before, not that long ago, we had Curtis Armstrong, who played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds, and we yeah. had, you know, some of the Brady kids and stuff on who got, they had tremendous success at the beginning, and they got tired of that being associated with yeah. that character, and it wasn't until decades later that they embraced it and realized how special it was. You you, however, on the other side of, of the coin, uh, at the beginning it was a it was nominal exposure, and years and years yeah, later, it was better. Yeah, like my relationship with the movie grew. Yeah, we kind of disappointed. Like it came out in theaters, and back then there was no streaming or video or cable, so it was just the movie kind of like, all right, I guess that was it. Yeah, and it sort of drift, drifted away, and then slowly but surely, then I remember it was like. 
I don't know, 15 years later, I was at a video store in Arizona where we were living, and I walked in, <laughs> and I see a cardboard cutout standee of me holding the BB gun in the video store. <laughs> and I went up to the clerk, I'm like, what the hell is this? I was shocked. Yeah. Like, ah, people, people keep asking for this movie. And it was like it sort of made this comeback. And so it was great. It wasn't overnight stardom. Right. And then you're on the cover of every magazine. And, you know, a lot of those people you mentioned had that. And that's challenging. So it kind of grew. And I had already moved on and done other things. And then I was starting to move uh, into pr- uh, producing, doing all sorts of other things. So it was kind of this great gift yeah. that that started to come and grow. So my relationship to the movie has been actually really, really good. I, w- I want to um, go back to Bob Clark. You mentioned who was the, the director. He was, you know, yeah. he'd been known for Porky's prior to that. He was, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, it, there was no That's indication right. of of, um, of that kind of really uh, sort of Frank Capra style, you know, no. that that was within him. Sadly, I think he and his, his son were killed in an accident, you know, m- many years later. But that movie, you know, I had the privilege of seeing Gene Shepard actually, um, you know, kind of read from uh, the original work and God we trust uh, all others all others pay cash. There yeah. is so much tonally that your you and your cast, Darren McGavin uh, and uh, Melinda Dillon, now. So I just need to say to you, you allow me to remember. Okay, I'll get a little emotional. My mother through that movie because she passed away when I was twenty. Yeah, and and uh, Melinda Dillon is that. So I'm tearing up right now. But yeah, it means oh, so much. Thank yeah. you. I, I I I genuinely hear that a lot, and a lot of people have asked me, you know, why why does this movie resonate? Why is this, you know, one of the few that forty years later does this? And I really think that it is. You know, the one thing I hear, that's my family, right? Yeah. That reminds me of my mom. That's my dad. And it was a real portrayal of a family. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, no no disrespect, but for the Brady's, that was such such an idealized family. Yeah. Like, well, that's not what's going on in my house. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, that's that what made it so great. Yeah. Definitely not. Right. So it was like, that was the wish fulfillment version. Like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? Um, and then you have... These guys, which is like, yeah, that is my house. There is bumps, there's bruises, there's there's toughness, there's <laughs> mashing of lamps, they're lying to each other. <laughs> but there's this great love at the core. You know, there really is. And you yeah. can sense it, even that last shot when the dad puts his yeah. arm around her, she puts her arm around him, and they're watching the snow and they're having a wine. It's like, yeah. that's Christmas. It's yeah. like, all is, for, for, it all, all is forgiven. There's acceptance. They love each other. There's hope for the future. The kids have their smiles. It's like, yeah, that's kind of what you want because it's real. And I think that, um, and you speak of Bob. He was awesome. You know, not only... Had he done Porky's? He had done hardcore drama, yeah, screwball comedy, horror. He was the best, and he would do something that was awesome. He would surprise you a lot of the time in frame. So the movie was scripted, and we we didn't really change our lines. But Bob would often not show you things um, until he was rolling. So in the Chinese restaurant in the end, uh-huh. they bring that duck with his head on out, yeah, and. <laughs> And the mom's screen, yeah, completely real. Oh I've wow! Never seen it before. <laughs> he was, and you, and then she cannot stop laughing. And then he didn't tell Darren that the guy was going to cut it off. And he screams. Oh. So he was awesome at doing that. Like 
letting things be real to play out in the frame that you didn't really know. And everyone would just stay in character. Uh. And you get these great moments that feel super, super real. Because it's tough. You know, you do multiple takes. Yeah. Yeah. By the end of a scene, something can get a little stale. Yeah, and if sure. you look at that scene again, it's all, it's all one shot. Wow. Well, I, I love, Peter, yeah. that you, you find new little instances like that every time you watch it. That's why the repeat viewings uh, aren't lost, and, and then there's still value in that, because you find out about yeah. the, the ducks <laughs> getting their head chopped off, and Melinda Dillon is, totally is, true. is laughing. I still notice stuff. <laughs> yeah. I literally still notice stuff in the movie, and I mean, I had to study it for the sequel. I don't watch it because I love watching me. <laughs> we had to kind of break it down, you know? And I still, I still notice stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, do that. Or people will point out something to me. So. Well, I wanted to lots ask you about about your parents in the movie because you know we lost both of them. We lost Melinda Dillon this year, and um, yeah. like Steve said, that you know they really uh, echo so many feelings that we have about our own parents, about our own mom and dad. Um, what was your relationship like with them, and, and did it um, change when the movie gained popularity? Uh, it was great on the set. You know, you're you're a kid, and and um, my family had a rule that there always had to be a family member with me, so I didn't have guardians like a lot of other childs child kid did um, working at the time. It, we had to have a family member, and that was great. Uh, but the parents still, the, the show parents kind of can't help but take a little bit of that up as well because you're spending a lot of time with the on set. And Darren was awesome. I'd never met anyone more knowledgeable about the workings of a set. He was just such a veteran in such a great way. I remember there were like some... I don't know. They were trying to figure out how to rig a doorway to do like a door close gag or something. And he was just sitting on the set, reading his lines and looking and the grips were kind of going back and forth. How do you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he just casually turns back. And he's like, why don't you just bucket from the back with some speed rail and put the shim under the front? <laughs> and they all get like real quiet. And they look at him and one guy goes, he's right. And walk on and he just... He used to sit on the set. He didn't always go back to his trailer. You know, I like that energy, too. I would, when they're turning around the camera or something, you know, you get the offer, you can go back to your trailer. You can, he would sit on the set. He just loved it. And he liked being near it. So smart. Behind the scenes in front of the camera was great. I, I love Darren McGavin, one of my favorite all-time actors and character actors. He played Carl Kolshak, the Night Stalker, yeah. uh, which is one of totally. the, just one of the greats. Uh, his his delivery and his sort of casual style uh, and his, his his ability to inhabit again the portrayal of the father, as, as you've noticed, so many people say that's my that's my dad. Well, that was my dad. Yeah. He, he nailed it. I know. And and he um, totally does. What I love about a Christmas story, Christmas, if you're talking about the relatability of characters Scott Farkas becomes human you know uh, mm-hmm. every and no one is dismissed and I think going back to a you know Christmas Carol we love seeing redemption for people and and yeah. and, and, and I'm that's, so glad you did right. that yeah yeah and that's what we wish for ourselves and others and I think that embodies those themes of Christmas you know that's that's what we hope for it's been the time that we sometimes that we do give that grace to others and we want those to give it to us as well. So, you know, it was it was a good thing to do instead of like, hey, all right, Ralph and Scott are gonna fight again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is by the gas station. All right. <laughs> it's like you can just fall into those awful tropes, but yeah. 
you know, you want to challenge yourself to do better. Than Peter, I, I want to point something out about you that some people might not know because obviously you've you know been a huge part of of this uh, uh, this mega thing that is viewing uh, you know holiday Christmas film you know holiday films around Christmas time, but also you helped usher in. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. because you were an executive producer on the very first movie on Iron Man. And what yeah. I didn't realize until this very morning was that you actually have a bit role in Iron Man. I did not recognize you at all in yeah. that movie. Well, don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> I did, I, because I had um, produced that film with Favreau, who I had done some stuff with, and my dad was in town. And I said, um, oh, we're doing a little test screening. And, you know, he knew that I'd been working on the movie for months. And I said, also, I do a little cameo in it. So why don't you come? And he watched it and we get home that night. And he said, I thought you said you had a part in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) My own father. He looks at me like, oh, my God. Because I cut that trench down my head. I had a mustache and glasses. I look like I should not be within four, 400 feet of a school. <laughs> you, you, that kind of a character. You, you do have that stranger yeah, danger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't feel bad. Okay. Well- um, Peter, I wanted to ask you about two other producing credits on movies that I really like that I think they're underappreciated. The first is um, also a Christmas movie, Four Christmases, with and, and you did that with Favreau and, and Vince Vaughn as well. But I really love the movie Made, which stars uh, Favreau and Vince Vaughn. You were a producer on that, uh, and it came out after Swingers, and it was sort of the anti-sequel sequel to Swingers. It's a great totally. movie, and if people haven't watched that, I, I can't recommend you. it more highly. It's one of my favorite movies. I think Vince is so good in that movie. It's the first movie that Favreau directed. And um, it's so great. It's like one of those movies, the first time you watch it, you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to be bad? Something bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then and then you you know get to the end. You're like, okay, that's how the movie ends. I mean, you can really enjoy it. We talk about detail and lines and fun in that movie. There's so, there's so much. And... Um, I just, I love Vince's character in that movie so much. He's that guy that we all know. He's that friend we've all had <laughs> that you love and you want to be loyal to, but, you know, can just... Oh, God. In the moment. They're yeah. such idiots. Both of them are... And, and Favreau has to put uh, up with them. So good. Yeah. I know. I know. And the three of you have, have had a working relationship for a long time. You and Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Is, are there any other projects that the three of you or at least two of you are involved in coming up soon? Um, well, Vince and I do a whole mess of stuff, and I love it. And, um, you know, John's doing a lot of these larger movies now, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And some of these movies that take two to three years to make. So, wow. um, yeah, Vince and I did a fun one. Uh, last year, we worked on a sequel to me. We also put out a movie called Christmas with the Campbells, which was sort of yeah. like a... Yeah, we had a Hallmark writer write a movie and then did a rated our dialogue pass on top of it. <laughs> uh, so I think we might do a couple more of those. Right. So that was sort of having fun with the Christmas convention. And then we do the podcast together, which was really based on an original idea of Vince's where we deep dive into Christmas movies called A Cinematic Christmas Journey. Cool. Uh, well, it, it's all good, and obviously, this time of year, uh, you're you're um, you're you're part of everyone's television for the for the marathon. Uh, is is there a point where you yourself will dip over uh, and 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 grab a few minutes uh, with a Christmas Definitely. story? Yeah, it's it's become this thing again. Not to be like, hey kids, take a look. We're watching Dad. <laughs> it's more 
I don't know. Just karmically for the year, I feel, I don't know. I feel like, oh, we just got to put it on the house for a couple of minutes. Oh, it's it's firmly um, embedded in tradition. Let it, yeah. Just let it play. Yeah, absolutely. We all understand that. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, kind of tap into the themes. And I like to hear the voice to hear Gene's voice, you know. Mm, right. Wow. Excellent. Well, listen, it's it's so cool anytime we get a chance to talk to you. We all get a little bit giddy when we know you're going to be on the program. <laughs> and uh, obviously, we're going to start watching the the 24-hour marathon. It's coming up on uh, Sunday into Monday, 8 p.m. TBS and TNT. And then I, I'll, I'll have to see where and when um, A Christmas Story Christmas is going to be airing. Or do we need to go to, like, streamers? Do you have any idea? No, I think they're, they've been playing it on TBS and TNT. Okay. Um, and it's playing on, I think they're airing at Christmas Day. Awesome. Um, as well. And check out the, uh, pod, ch- check out the podcast as well. It's on Spotify. I break down a bunch of Christmas movies and get very cool. Awesome. Love it. Inside. Love so, it. You know, I've, I have a little, I have a little knowledge in the Christmas movie area. That you do, sir. <laughs> All right, Peter. Thanks a bunch, man. Have a great Christmas. Thank you. And, guys, thank uh, you. Great to talk to you. Peter Billings. Yeah. Hey. Wow. I mean, he's. Yeah, he's the real deal. He's he's right in the heart of all of that, and and th- he's got to be overwhelmed this time of year. Whenever it uh, mm. it starts getting into you know, by the time you get to Thanksgiving, he starts getting busy. I would imagine. Well, you know what you could tell in the originally, you know, I saw the I actually saw it in the theaters when it first came out, yeah. uh, Christmas Story, and you could tell like the, that this. I was thinking this kid is sharp mm. that he's pulling off. The nuance, yeah. like like it was soap, and that's yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah. And he does that little eye thing. Uh-huh. Um, you, you know, it, it, that's a that's a that's a practice kid actor who can pull that off. Absolutely, you know? And my mind start when you, as soon as you start talking about this movie, my mind just randomly picks scenarios in that movie. Where, where Darren McCabe is, you used up all the glue <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> it's just the best. So he, the me- best. he mentioned hearing Gene Shepard's voice. And so, again, mm. well, I went to this event press and didn't realize <laughs> that he was going to be there. And he's uh, and he is reading from this stuff. And I'm like, he sounds like him. Oh, that's yeah, nice. him. I love it. Excellent. Um, well, listen, we have a few more minutes to play with before we have to uh, take a break. Yeah. Yes. Let's get him back over here. Another is- Christmas tradition. That's right. We speak to Bill Weston, Man About Town. Uh, he will cease to be program director of uh, WMMR on the 31st. going to be his last day. We're, we are uh, on our Christmas break uh, after today. So this is our last chance to see you professionally. And uh, and so he came in and spent a little bit of time with us earlier. But it wasn't enough time. We needed to get a little more Bill Weston. Dare sure. I say an encore performance? <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Well, you were there. They were yesterday at the at the Christmas miracle. You got numerous standing ovations. Yes. And Bill chants, and uh, the people love you. It was uh, really cool. I actually bought a couple <laughs> Christmas gifts from some of the area merchants since I've not bought any. And I'm walking back to my car, and some woman comes running out of McGillicuddy's. Right. <laughs> She's standing on the corner on the other side of the intersection. She goes, Bill. Let me buy you a shot. <laughs> ah, you're like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm going, Kyle was actually having lunch with her, I think. Really? I don't know who she was. Was very, it the lady that flashed her boobs at the No, oh. no, but she was very attractive. And I'm trying to convince her that, like, no, I I can't do a shot. That would, number one, I didn't have any breakfast, right? Yeah, I yeah. said that would not go well. And number two, I'm like, I can't go in there. I have to I have to get back to work or whatever. But those moments yeah. where your fans and I get to like kind of run in the shadows of that and she was just so happy to like go oh, come on. 
on, let's do it. Because she had just come out of Christmas Miracle. Yeah. And she was having a great time. Yeah. And she was extending that great time down to McGillicuddy. Well, that's so. what you, again, through through you and through uh, the, the elements of the station and all the people, the many people who have worked over the years um, to be part of the uh, the legacy that, that you are um, essential in creating. That's the whole thing is that this it goes to that familial sense. This group of people that we all share so days, months, years with in so many memories. Uh, it's, you know, yeah. you deserved all your accolades. I'll, I'll miss that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, listen, I mean, you're officially retiring as PD of WMMR, but, uh, but also you're retiring everything that you've ever done your, your entire career. So can you, can you give us a, a quick little snapshot of like everything you did? Like, I don't know how many stations you've been at and yeah, where'd you start and where'd you go? So I started this little rinky dink AM radio station, just playing records, right? 45s, right? Cause it was a, it was a crap old station Is this making, 100, making $125 a week. Okay. Take, I took home 117. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. Anyway, so I, uh, where I went, was that? What town? That was Jamestown, right? Okay. I went to Erie, Pennsylvania, did top 40 radio for two years. Eerie. What was your I, name there on the air? Scott Reynolds. Scott, Scott Reynolds. Reynolds. <laughs> I had a singing jingle. Scott Reynolds on K104. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I got my own jingle. But the music was, uh, it didn't matter. I was on yeah. the air, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. I, That's the way I was. Yeah. I, I didn't care. I just wanted to get on the radio. Erie was was a, a, a bit of an armpit. Yeah. Um, there was really nothing because <laughs> I, it was because Cleveland was far away and Buffalo was far away. and Pitt, It's like you're just kind of yeah. in this place. But yeah. it was all right. I was on the air. And then I was ready to, to move. Yep. And I got the dream job in Buffalo at 97 Rock as Wild Bill Weston. <laughs> and I'm playing rock songs and rock stars going to shows every night. And I became music director fairly quickly. Nice. So I got involved in that process. And uh, that was terrific. And then this program director came in who was a jerk. Yeah. Oh, my God. I said, I got to go. Yeah. And um, how many I, years have you been there? I, I was two and a half years in okay. Buffalo. And I loved it because the company that owned it was called Taft Broadcasting. They invested lots of money and equipment and cool. bands and the Rock Angels. And I left to go to Cortland, New York, which hey. is this. Before that, real yeah. quick, did it? Whatever happened with the jerk PD? Did he? Did he make a career? Uh, he kind of fell on his face by like trying to s- trying to sell some backstage passes to some underage <gasps> girls. He got yeah. his comeuppance. That was yeah. the very first instance of Santa's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to get out of here. I had to go. And what I, I admire about you is you always sold those backstage tickets to <laughs> legal <laughs> girls. They were 18 yeah. and over. Oh, my God. Yeah. Santa's got to go. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, so I went to Cortland to get my first program director's job. Of course, I was PD. I was afternoon guy. I was the promotions director. I, you know, yeah. I cleaned the toilets. I did whatever. But that started the, the programming journey. Went to Savannah, back to Buffalo, mm-hmm. Providence. I mentioned New York for, you know, a minute. That's where we met. Yep. That's yeah. where we met. And New then, York uh, City. New York City. I mean, that is the mecca. That is the, the, the goal goal, right? Yeah, what's the goal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's, what's, the bi- what's the biggest secret in, 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 in radio? I think we talked about it. Everyone said when I was coming down here, you should be, be in New York. Be in New York. I'm like, I, New, New York, York radio sucks. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Oh, my God. Because nobody takes chances because the sticks yeah. are too valuable or whatever. And it's not about programming ideas and talent. It's about coalitions of power. Yeah. And if you have coalitions of power behind you, you can get your ideas through, even if they're not good ideas. Yeah. I learned that a little too late, and it was the first time I got fired. (laughs) I really wanted to say S-can. You guys make me so familiar. At ease. Yeah. 
um, whatever. I got to watch myself. One yeah. of the things I've enjoyed over the years, Bills, is seeing uh, your joy at some of the events, including yesterday. You know, I know how much you've loved Christmas Miracle, um, but I loved um, your joy at uh, Cardboard Classic because you would see the creativity of the listeners and the sleds that were built. So um, I'd love to hear some of uh, your personal highlights just at, at President Steve Show events, MMR events, like things that really stick out for you that have just been a, a blast, been fun. When you see the audience, like those guys that go into a garage in November or yeah. December, and they have to get their guys, hey, come on over, we're going to start building on a cardboard sled that's going to take us three and a half months <laughs> to get ready, and then to disassemble and rent a truck and put in a truck and drive it two hours up the re- uh, the turnpike. Yeah. What? It's like, and yeah. the idea and the craftsmanship and all the stuff that goes into stuff like that, and they do that for a moments of attention yeah. from you. And it's like, that is uh, really amazing. I'm so glad that that got regenerated up at Montage yeah. last oh, year. Yeah. So great. that is also, when it's one of those moments that it pulls in the listeners and it's everybody gets to uh, share in the joy and you hear it in your guy's voice. You know, that's a really cool thing that doesn't happen at most other radio stations. It's a blessing. Well, yesterday we were there at the Colonial Theater and, and we're standing there and I'm, I'm looking at Preston and we're like... Oh, this is great. Yeah. This is great. Because we can see everybody, uh-huh. and it was more intimate. And, and it, you feel right. it. It's palpable, Yeah, right? and it just gets you going. I mean, and it does. And that's something that we are, and not for a second did we uh, or will ever, or did you ever or will ever take for granted, is that uh, the joy of doing what we do. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and being part of that in a, uh, like I say, the difference between watching a movie at home on a big screen or going yeah. watching a movie in a theater, there, it's better in a theater because of this uh, collective energy vibe, palpability, whatever that it is that you feel when people are gathered together. And it's what you do every day on the radio, except they're not physically here. But when you do one of those events, whether it's Camp Out or Cardboard Classic or whatever, it's like, that's pretty special. Yeah. Let me ask, uh, do, you owe, do you owe your family to radio? Uh, so your wife, did you guys meet because of where you worked ah. at that time? Because I know for Preston, myself, and Steve, we all, yeah, uh, you know. Was yeah. she one of those uh, girls who got tickets backstage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met my wife in an appearance, you know, yeah. so stuff like that. Cla- Claire was an intern at one yeah. of the stations I was working at, yeah. yeah. No, I met Connie at a, a dance club in Savannah. And, and you uh, weren't there for work? I was not there for work. I you was were out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was out there catting around. Shipping bills. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. No, it's okay. good. But uh, she has, you know, she was an army brat. Her dad was career army, helicopter pilot, whatever. So they moved around a lot. Oh. Mm. So she was a great candidate to be a wife because when I said, <laughs> oh, we're going to Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Similar. And then 12 months later, after we'd been married and I'd impregnated her with our first child, <laughs> we bought our first house. And three months later, I said, I got this job in Providence. <laughs> wow. It's really good job. She she stayed behind, sold the house, packed everything up, and joined me in Providence, wow. and then we moved. Amazing. We've had like I don't know seven houses maybe, but uh, this has been a great stop. It's been a great, you know, um, chapter. You mm. talk about like, well, I'm retiring, and it's a book. Yeah, it's yeah. a fairly large book on the shelf because it's occupied so much of my life. But uh, that book is uh, I'm closing the back cover. Yeah. Are you? Book. Do you plan on remaining here? Yeah, after I do. Retirement? I yeah. Do. yeah, good. Like I said. Yeah, that's what you should. There's a there's a lot to be um, um, 
thankful for, and there's a lot of things I want. Like you talk about Hawk Mountain and some of these places you go hiking and yeah. whatever. It's like I want to do that. I, I want to go to discover places, but you got to travel a little bit sometimes to get out of the city. It's to, true. Yeah, it's true. You and I uh, share um, travel interests. So what's on what's on your bucket list? Like top three places you want to get to? I want to get to Glacier, mm. right? And yeah. I want to do it on a motorcycle, and uh, I want to get up to Banff and, and Lake Louise Banff. up in. Uh, yeah. How about it? we drive across the country, me, you, and Jack? <laughs> Uh, you know what? Don't worry. You won't have to drive. We'll have the situation do the driving. Yes. That's a great idea. And, and let's not forget Gary. Gary. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, you guys, wow. you know, to do those things, to give up uh, a week away from your family, to do that as a radio thing um, and let the audience kind of come along, that's that's great. Those ideas are what, you know, special about this show. Yeah. I, I hope we're still going to do Talk Like Bill Weston Day. Oh, we I'm sure Bill, you're to. a big proponent of if that. You're still going to be in town. <laughs> Wait, you want me to call in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, you're now you're now have received an honorary position along Gary with Cy Gary as as now <laughs> oh, a, 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 a cast member of the show. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of the Bill Weston moments just were born out of our meetings. Yeah, yes, yeah. we would have. Like I realized that you would wave your hands around a lot and so we started talking about that i realized that when you would walk into the beginning of the, of the meeting you, your voice was like this uh, good morning mrs mrs uh mrs romano, romano. and throw your books on the table yeah. and we picked up so many things from those meetings and then we were like we have to talk about this on the radio and it just started to build more and more of your uh your well, persona. You know what? You're a big presence. You're very charismatic. So that's a lot of it comes from that, from, mm. you know, who you and, are and, and your look, personality. And getting my chops busted on the air. And like, it's like, okay, the audience loves it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay. It's like, I'm all right with that because you guys have been also, when it comes to the business of the show, very, uh, not compliant. I wouldn't say that. Accommodating. <laughs> you at least listen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there have been a few times, but. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Preston. No, no. I just, I'm <laughs> waiting for you to finish, and I have another question uh-huh. uh, about retirement. Are you going to continue to wear all black outfits, or is that just a thing that you do at work? <laughs> well, he's a ninja on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking in my closet, and I have like 13 black button-down long-sleeve shirts. It's like, I need two. You know? Bill. So I'm going to thin things out. Uh, black jeans are good because... Bill is our Johnny Cash, man. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. My wife says, you look good in black. It's like, yeah, it's kind of, okay, whatever. Black's easy to... Yeah, yeah, it is. Together. Together. I can't screw that up. So. Let's everyone know you don't have pets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> At least white-haired pets. <laughs> uh, quick, quick question. We have that person, that additional list of items. Um, yeah, we can go through these. Yeah. The uh, Bill Wesson's top nine list of things that annoy the program director. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine on his list is uh, Casey's prank Santa call <laughs> and that stupid Annabelle drop. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. That's Annabelle. Uh, yeah. Uh, Santa's got to go. Annabelle. <laughs> yep. It's a Christmas gift that keeps on giving. Oh. Uh, it's the best. Uh, the Actually, the Gary Lauer uh, call yeah. was here, and yeah. that's where we got this. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. That, that was brilliant. And it wasn't yeah. really Gary, right? It was Casey? That was me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Is this Casey? Is this Casey? <laughs> Uh, number eight was Jackie playing full two and a half minute version of the banana split song. 
Which like, we played around with earlier. We talked about morning. trying to manage uh, Jackie, and I heard that. I go, oh, my God. <laughs> Look, you need 35 seconds of this to get the point, right? right? right yeah. You don't have to go on and on, hit the bridge, and other verses. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, stop playing. I just just do an edit. I had Zach do an edit for him. He still plays that stupid version the, of the banana. The still full version. Oh, That's Jackie. Number yep. seven on Bill's things that, uh, uh, that annoy him. Uh, the four-foot-high vagina painted on my office window. Now, that was the first year we were here. Yeah, it was, was it Bill's first birthday. I think you, had, you were just turning 50, were you not? Yeah, it was my 50th it birthday. It was a big birthday, yeah. and then uh, Greg Monahan and I uh, got into uh, your office on the weekend, and Greg is an artist extraordinaire, and, and uh, you know, as, as we I, I found all the pictures, it's a huge vagina, and you coming yeah. out, yeah. and the whole thing. It was and, your entire and, and, window. And what did we yeah. not know about that Monday, Preston? Uh, it was uh, bring your son to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't have gotten any better. It oh my, was, that was the best. amazing. Your son's reaction to yeah. that. We had it on video. We yeah, planted you, a video you, camera. You put like a video camera yeah. up in the corner and hit it play because we didn't have streaming or anything. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then the moment I was recalling the other day was that John Fulham came into my office later that morning. He's sitting in my <laughs> oh chair. My and I had the way I had my desk uh, situated in my office. Yeah. It's like he's sitting in the chair and his head is right there at the, the like the birth canal. Right? Oh, my God. So, so John is talking to me some serious pro- subject about programming or whatever, and he's like, "It's like, it's like he's coming out of the vagina." All right, all right, all right. Uh, number six on uh, Bill's list of things that annoy him: talk like Bill Weston Day. There we, we go. We just chatted yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, num- number five: Gary Lauer sitting outside uh. my office all day, or trapped in an escape room with Gary Lauer and the pituation for a bonus. <laughs> yeah. God, that was so yeah. good. And yeah. Jackie Bamba. Yeah, we had Jackie. And that was for Bill's birthday, was too. Chaos. He was his personal assistant. Yep, it was chaos. And we, we put him outside his office with a, a little desk and a computer and a phone, neither of which worked, by the way. They were not plugged in. And uh, There's a 20-minute bit that Gary stretched into three hours. Yeah. I'm like, when are you going home? This, it's kind of over. We yeah, got the yeah. picture. Now yep. you can go. But I remember out there on the keyboard going, hey, look at that. <laughs> uh, number four of Bill Weston's things that annoy him. Our, uh, the late great rabbi, our former oh. music director who, who passed away not that long ago. But he said, uh, uh, Bill said, bringing his four kids to work and packing them into the music <laughs> library. <laughs> the tiny little office. Uh-huh. And the kids were running around and like crazy. Four kids. He had like yeah. four kids under five, I think, right? Uh-huh. They were yeah. like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and he'd bring them in because he'd had some child care issue. And he'd shut the door. And I'd try to go in there and ask him a question for <laughs> programming. And it was like, it was like, you know. Mass chaos. And, and, and you, I think you, and, and Rabbi would always have that look on his face like, I'm sorry, but Rabbi was such a good dad and, and, and so um, yeah. so invested. But it would annoy the, the crap dad. out of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next one, I'm going to redact a name that's here. Uh, it's it's not written out. Would you rather me not say that? Oh, yeah, no, former, former. Yeah, overnight. former employee awarding MMR Madness champion to Breaking Benjamin <laughs> and not Pearl Jam. Oh, <laughs> yes, we had it. They were in the finals. They were in the finals in this track. It was working the Sunday shift and it came down to the end and it was like the Breaking Benjamin crew had gotten into our voting system. It's like, dude, Breaking Benjamin or Pearl Jam at MMR. Yeah. And it's, oh, the winner is Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. Oh, my God. You idiot. We have to live with this. In fact, in one of those scrapbooks... 
one of those scrapbooks. I have the final thing that we had to publish. Uh, I think hey. we published an ad in the paper with the final bracket. And there's Breaking Benjamin right yeah. there. There you go. There you go. You idiot. Number two on his list is uh, shredding lettuce in an overturned lawnmower in the brand new Preston and Steve studio. Yeah, that was a great idea. Yeah. Well, I had figured if you had a completely brand new lawnmower, could you not? Use it as a food processor, yeah, yeah. and we we proved you could. Boy, yeah. we, we didn't know uh, Bill's hate hatred for messes until things yeah. like yes, that. <laughs> and number one on his list, and he writes this effing soup. Yeah. <laughs> number one thing that annoys Bill Weston. I remember soup when that when we were going to do so the funny. Super Bowl for because you know obviously you couldn't do anything that you were just said Super Bowl or whatever. So yeah. we had and we so we had a whole bunch of soup coming in here, and then we all started to notice that you were wildly concerned about. Yeah. Spillage yes. as if we weren't going to take precautions. It was a brand new yeah, studio, yeah. and I was thinking some idiot in one of these chairs, he gets up and the heel of his shoe hits the lip of his bowl that he's tucked underneath the thing, and there goes some soup, and it's going to sit there for five days because nobody's going to pick it up. And so when I asked Casey the day before, have you considered tarps? Right? That was it, right? And goes, all of a sudden, Bill's concerned about the soup. He asked me about tarps. It's like, they're all going to laugh at you. Oh my God. I became so this extended It's day. not soup, it's really the whole soup legend. About like I don't like soup. So if you look at number two and number one, yeah, it's soup and salad. It's soup and salad. <laughs> No, but messes bother Bill. Oh, very they, much. They so. bother him. Another one. You should have Kathy. Yeah, take a look. Take a look at this studio now. Yeah. Obviously, they don't really bother me all that much. <laughs> Another one was when we did the the uh, uh, fire in the hole with oh, Joe, and we okay. shot uh, you know hot sauce into his butt with a with a squirt gun with a super soaker. Um, we had him stand in a tub essentially, and it would catch the excess uh, hot sauce. And so when we were done, we just shuffled that tub out into the uh, the green room. Joe went to the emergency room and we were all reveling in what a great bit it was. Yeah, yeah. And, and Bill came along and he's just like, you gotta get this out of here. This is a mess. This is somebody's gonna blah blah blah. I'm like, Bill! <laughs> We just did a great bit on the air. Can yeah. we not focus on this for a moment? Let us finish the show. We'll clean things up. Calm down. That was our first indicator of, of the of, of the, the cleanliness. Yeah, it's a thing. Are you oh a, are you a really neat guy by nature? Uh. Tidy. Yeah, I, I kind of like tidy. Yeah. Your, your office is always are. very pristine. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. I was just doubled over here when you were talking about that. I'm thinking about <laughs> <laughs> Casey <laughs> on the counter in 4F with his pants off and oh his knees up by his, his ears and some tattoo artist. Yeah. Tattooing his taint yep. in the studio. Yep. Yeah. It's like, did that happen here? It happened. It did. Oh. And I have the uh, evidence to prove it. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. There's something I did not the mention best. in my Marconi speech. Uh, yeah. so uh, the best is when I was getting a vasectomy. It was just me and the doctor in the office, and he's, you know, cutting me up, and he's like, uh, is that a tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another moment of Casey up yeah. on the, uh, the counter with his legs up in the air was oh. he lit a fart live on. Here. here it is. Oh, wait. Yeah. 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 We were, Kathy had never seen the legendary blue flame. That's right. And um, and, and we went through a lot of misfires. Oh, yeah. yeah. In fact, she played the submarine <laughs> sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was mid-commercial. We were in the middle of a commercial break. And Casey's like, it's, it's got to happen now. It's got to happen. And we broke in. Yeah. <laughs> 
my God. Yeah, I'll only be that advertiser. God. Yeah, we, we had to interrupt your spot. You understand, right? Yeah. No, we've done such wonderfully juvenile things over the years. And and Bill has to sometimes answer to our sales department, our promotion department, our advertisers. The building. Yeah. You've been a great interference runner, you know, over the years. There's been a lot of stuff that you deflect, and we appreciate all that. If something was ever an issue with us, you handle it. So we appreciate it. Our neighbors upstairs and downstairs. Oh, my God. I mean, even that prank phone call that you did with not Gary Lauer, like that was that was a responsibility of yours yes. that like you didn't want to do but like he was um he was acting a fool somewhere and you needed to make a phone call or at least you thought you did That's, yeah because he'd been at a single mixer yeah he would it was being he was he was out of control a little bit. yeah, yeah, yeah getting yeah. out of control it was by the way time. a couple of two back-to-back texts from different numbers that are refer- referring to when you threw when you threw Chuck's prized cereal bowl. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, childhood. Oh, well, Marilyn Russell was here, and she would leave her um, oatmeal bowl no. in the sink with, like, the, the pieces of oatmeal on the side. Like, she was going to soak it. Right? It's like, I don't want to see that crap. Get, that, it's like, that is everybody's sink. And I don't right, want to see right. your... Oh, my God. I, and I, I don't know if I really threw Chuck's cereal bowl out. It, it might have been a casualty. It, 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 it might have gone. I had your back on that, though. Yeah. It, 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 anything. You guys see eye at eye on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh but uh, Chuck's, uh, uh, you know, a beloved family member on their deathbed said, take care of this, Chucky. Oh, my so, God. Take care of this bowl. <laughs> so my my 45-year career is distilled to <laughs> <laughs> the guy who is an idiot on the phone with fake Gary Lauer and who didn't like <laughs> untidiness. Uh, yeah. right, so, okay. But you know what? For, for as long as this show will exist, we're, we're going to have those moments. Moments amongst us that are go, hey, do you remember when Bill dot dot dot? Yeah, and oh, and, yeah. and we're always we're always going to be talking about you on the air and off the air in in you know in in a loving way for sure. And we hope you you come out to the different things. Are there things yeah. you can now just come out and enjoy? You yeah. know, people on the show. You got like so, a, a week and a half left, right? So have you started any mementos that you're keeping? Anything like you have you started cleaning out your office? I have oh. not. Um, well, there's that cereal bowl you took out of the sink. <laughs> 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 I am. Uh, there's a there's a huge uh, poster of the wall, Scarfy's uh, yeah. original artwork, and I got that poster when I was in Erie when the album came out, 1979, maybe 1980, and I carried that with me in a tube. It was in yeah. Savannah, Georgia. My wife got it, and she framed it for me. It's this enormous frame. It's like it's three and a half by four feet and whatever. It's like, am I taking that home? Oh, yeah. Right. No, I'm not taking that home. You know what? Uh, Chuck said that he would like to have that because his dad, as an English teacher, used the wall as part of a syllabus about alien orientation right. or oh, about whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? That's going to go in Chuck's office. Oh, okay, that's, right? that's wonderful. Uh, I got a gumball machine if anybody wants it with CBS Records on the front. Uh, Joe Bell was the only one to come into my office and put pennies in that thing. To get, <laughs> <laughs> to get, so I might give that to Joe, but um, no, I don't know. It's like, I got some empty boxes. I'm going to do that next week when nobody's here. Can I yeah. have your TOs? What do you want? Your TOs? No, I don't have tos. They're they're fluty flakes. Oh, fluty flakes. That's what yeah. it is, right? <laughs> tos. What? Yeah, d- cereal. Bill, Buffalo Bill's cereal. This is oh, what there's a bunch of uh, some Buffalo Bills and mementos in there. <laughs> I'll take the dart gun if you don't want it. The blow the gun. The blow gun. Yeah. You, you want it? Sure. I'm gonna. I bought that when I was a uh, when I was in uh, college. Yeah. yeah. Like nine of us fraternity brothers all bought blow guns, right? <laughs> so, Preston, you may. Ha- I bequeath to you wow. my blow gun. Right. We we had fun with that. Yeah. I'll put a target. 
here. Yeah. Oh, my God. The studio somewhere. I, don't, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. yeah. You're oh. going to have that. All right. Wow. You guys have been, uh, you know, I guess this is goodbye, which is really uh, on air. Strange. Yeah. On air. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I get to listen to the show as and just know who you people are and uh, what you do, and I'll enjoy that moment. But I've enjoyed every every day of uh, having you guys as, uh, as my morning show, mm-hmm. and uh, thank you for all that you've done for, you know, getting up at 3.30 in the morning, <laughs> KC, 410. 4.45. You know, the work that you put into the show to make it sound so easy and so enjoyable. So thank well, you thank for you. all Likewise. that. In, in yeah. honor of Bill, uh, we do have this for sale. It's what we call a flash sale in the MMR Rock Shop. We have the latest creation. Uh, it's the President Steve Bill Weston Santa's Gotta Go t-shirt. Oh. And it looks great. It's a premium tri-blend t-shirt, and it's a picture of Bill's face. I'll hold this up to our people who are watching on YouTube right now on our stream. Uh, But it says, Santa's got to go on it. It's a great holiday gift for any Preston and Steve or MMR fan. That's awesome. On your list. Doesn't that look Mm -hmm. good? Yeah, I love it. Yep. Oh, you you got to be happy with that. That's that looks great. That's my uh, one of those <laughs> phrases. Like, okay, that's good. It's only twenty five bucks, by the way, if you want to grab that. So uh, we're having a little luncheon today afterwards. So we'll get to uh, personally talk to Bill yeah. a little bit more. But uh, professionally, this is our goodbye. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best, and we love you, man. I've uh, I've loved these moments that I get to come on and and. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, it's been great. Yes, no tears. It's like I'm super happy for me. I'm super. happy happy for you and that, you know, Chuck D'Amico is going to be, gonna be a great, great leader yeah. for this radio station yes. continuing that. Tradition. We love you, Bill. So, Excellent. Thank you, guys Bill. The best. All right. Bill Weston, guys, Van about town. I think we have to play the Santa's Gotta Go one more time we before have. we break uh, for vacation. So, oh, yeah, 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 we'll do that. Uh, we're going to come back in just a moment. We've got some B-File stories on the way. Stay with us. Hello. Hey, uh, Santa, hi, this is Casey. I live in Broomall. You know my kids. I have Casey and Seamus and Avery, and I have Casey here. How you doing, Santa? Well, I feel very well. Thank you. Um, Casey had a lot of questions for me that I didn't quite have the answers to. Casey, go ahead. You want to ask him? Is, is that Casey? She's right here. She's getting a little shy, Santa. Okay. 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 <laughs> Casey, can you hear me? Come on. You just saw him. He, we just saw you, by the way, the other night. We saw you on the fire engine, Santa Claus. Oh, yes. That was a chilly ride. It was really cold. And <laughs> Do you have Santa on the speaker there, Casey? I have Santa on the speaker. Was- well, it's so nice to talk to you. I'm getting very excited for next week. God, Santa. She wanted and to I'm- thank I'm sorry, Santa. She wanted to thank you for the uh, candy canes that you gave her the other day. Well, hopefully she brushed her teeth after she ate them. Right. Well, she she had some specific questions for you. She wanted to know if the elves are your kids. No, no, they're not my personal children, but I, I treat them like my children. They're very, very helpful at the North Pole, though. Do you have kids? Because we caught the movie Fred Claus the other day, so she wanted to know if you had any kids. Are you putting me on? What? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Fred Claus, wasn't that that awful movie with Billy Bob Thornton? No, that's Bad Santa. We're, Fred Claus is with Vince Vaughn. Okay. okay. Well, that's. I was a concerned that you were showing your daughter Bad Santa movies. <laughs> no, I was flipping through the channels, and we usually watch Nickelodeon Santa. Oh, oh and, that's uh, a good thing. She saw the Santa Claus hat, and we had to stop for a second, so, all right. <laughs> uh, well, 
I'm very excited to visit the father household on Christmas Eve at KCUB. You be a good little child, and and we'll uh, we'll see what Santa leaves for you under the tree. Casey wanted to know what your <laughs> uh, she wanted to know what your wife's name was. It's it's Mrs. Claus. See, that's what I told her, Santa. But she was like, no, she's got to have a first name. Well, I think some people call her Annabelle, but I've only called her Mrs. Claus. That's how we refer to each other. <laughs> All right, thanks, Bill. Uh, <laughs> you, mother, you better, you were recording that. What? Huh? Recording what? I'm with my daughter. Say hi, Casey. What? Dude, I got to go. I don't know what the hell you expect of me. Uh, Santa's got to go. A couple of people are texting in asking about the uh, the Rovine prank call. Oh. Uh, how long is that? You um, know? Let me find out. If it's not that long, I wouldn't mind playing that one, too. It's it's classic. Um, uh, real quick, while Casey's looking for that, we're going to do the Bizarre File, but I have a couple of shout-outs I want to do before we hit the... Um, hit the uh, the holiday. Uh, here's a... Uh, this is from Craig in Canton, uh, New Jersey. Uh, it says, you want to send a shout-out to my girlfriend, Tiffany. Uh, December 20th will be one year since her mother, Teresa, passed away. And he goes on to explain how, you know, tough it's been, obviously, and, oh, and God, trying to yeah. have the first uh, real Christmas uh, after uh, her mom had passed. He said, so please have it, uh, send a heavenly and heartfelt shout to Teresa, Tiffany, Tisha, and Bob, who was her boyfriend for over 13 years. Uh, thank you so much, and rock the F on. That is from uh, Craig. So, shout out for you. This one says, hey, long-time listener, uh, since I was a kid and you were on Y100, my dad, Jeff, listens to you guys and Pierre every day. And I would love to send a shout-out to him for his birthday on New Year's Day. I know you'll be close to enjoy Christmas with your family, so I'm hoping that you could do it during this week. Uh, if Steve could uh, give a YouTube shout, if possible, uh, out to everyone in the chat. Uh, and they want the YouTube. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. yeah so, absolutely, yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Daddy. Love uh, your chiquita. Trish from Newfield, New Jersey, a.k.a. Tater Tot Kitty. Tater Tot Kitty. So she wants a shout out and a YouTube, uh, if you wouldn't mind doing that. Well, I'll do it this way. Okay. YouTube! <laughs> and that's hey. for everybody in the chat. Can I do YouTube. a shout out? Yeah, please. This goes out to uh, listener Kyle, who's our video guy, who was actually having lunch with a whole bunch of people when Bill Weston saw him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He wasn't having a romantic... Uh... No, no, no. no. Uh, Bill said he saw a girl come out and say something to him who was attractive, and she was having lunch. She thought he was having lunch with Kyle. Apparently, Kyle was with a bunch of people. Yes. Not just with this one super attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really hot, (laughs) open to anything gal. Uh, But uh, no, no, he was with a bunch of people. Also, Bill's taste. We don't know. Was she hot? Yeah. Uh, Was she really hot? I don't know. Yeah. All right. And then uh, one last shout out. It says, I'd like to get a juicy shout out of my sister, Melinda Shaw, who's been busting her butt nonstop and last week finally realized her dream of opening her own business. Oh, that's amazing. Which is great. And he, he told me the, the story of what, what all it took uh, to to get this to happen and she went through a whole lot. I uh, said, thanks for all you do for our community and for the chuckles every morning. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, that is from, oh, this is from Kara Smith, so her. Uh, and the, the name of the company is Hangry Bear Creamery, uh, which is an ice cream shopping cafe in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. So a shout out to Melinda. Congratulations. Wonder how their mushroom ice cream is. I did. They yeah. would have to. I'm kind of square. Come on, man. Um, and now we can do. Oh, you want to do the call first? Well, you tell me. It's about almost three minutes long. Um. 
Oh, let, let's do the B file, and then we'll, then we'll play. I'll do a short bizarre file. Oh, and right. then, then we'll play the call, if that's cool with you guys. All right, so let's do this. Here we go. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Sports and Social. Experience the ultimate football party at Sports and Social in Live Casino and Hotel Philly. Cheer on the birds with ticket giveaways and signed merch, halftime contests, Bud Light Towers, free concession snacks, face painting, and more. Uh, this is, I've never heard of this happening before, but passengers on a cruise were surprised when they learned that their Bahamas vacation would instead be sailing to Boston. <laughs> what? Yeah. The change happened. God damn, the Bahamas are cold. <laughs> on the MSC uh, Meraviglia ship uh, that left New York City on Saturday. Typically, the ship makes stops at uh, Port Canaveral, Florida, Nassau, Bahamas, and their, and the Ocean K, which is the company's private island in the Bahamas. Uh, so, MSC Meraviglia sailed to Canada and New England instead of the Bahamas due to unseasonable and rapidly worsening weather that would have made it impossible to safely reach reach the southern Atlantic Ocean, they said in a statement. I gotta tell you, Bahama baked beans are just as good as Boston's. Uh, they said the only alternative would have been to take the more extreme step of canceling the cruise and thousands of people's vacations outright. You can't just do that, though. MSC Cruises said securing last-minute berths is complicated, therefore leaving Canada and New England as the only the viable options. Uh, a woman named uh, Girish Kaswani, who was traveling with her family, or with his family, I'm sorry, it was a guy, uh, first thought that it was a joke when he caught wind of the news. He said, the guy helping us with our luggage said, you're going to Canada. And we <laughs> laughed it off. He said, we thought it was a joke. However, the cruise <laughs> sent out an email only the night before outlining the itinerary changes. Wow. And the Bahamas, Nova Scotia, same uh, thing. Uh, the ship was set to stop in Boston, Portland, Maine, and somewhere in Canada. Uh, when they made its first stop in Boston, Ooh, the water's so blue. It was under a damaging winds alert, leaving passengers <laughs> in for an unpleasant day. Uh, a woman named Connie, who was another passenger, said, "I didn't want to pay five grand for my family to come to Boston. <laughs> this was supposed to be our Christmas vacation." Yeah, uh, they gave passengers an option to cancel the cruise in exchange for a future cruise credit. However. Some travelers were not satisfied with that. But, no, we're not going to the Bahamas. We're going to Boston. It starts with a B, oh, too. A B. So yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. A vet has left people not knowing where to look after posting a gory elf-on-the-shelf scene. Uh, Lingfield Equine Vets shared a post of the typically grinning uh, elf, Buddy, brandishing tools ready to castrate a horse's <laughs> testicle. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> and they show it with a, a an amputated ball. I didn't know that that was part of the legend. Uh, the post, which has since gone viral, has seen a mixed reception with some seeing the humorous side. Others meet the picture with pure disgust. He Kate, knows if you've been naughty or nice, and he has a horse ball. Uh, Kate Granshaw, who shared the post, admired that she was an Initially in two minds about sharing it, but with permission from the horse's owner, she went ahead and uh, decided to share the vet humor. And it wasn't Buddy's uh, uh, elf, Buddy the elf's first time on social media either. But it's fair to say that before now, Kate had gotten him doing some slightly less controversial jobs, including washing medical tools and prep uh, peeping out from the top of a Christmas tree with clippers. Hey, watch me crawl on this horse's ass! <laughs> You're gonna love it. <laughs> Kate said, Buddy's been around for a couple, <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> and he's a lot of fun. Double dark in here. His staff, yeah. I'm going to swing from his Johnson. <laughs> wow. 
All right, and listen, uh, I know it's only Thursday, but I have a necrophilia story. Oh, it's all right. It's the holidays. I know normally do it on Friday, but... Necrophilia, uh, everyone. Uh, recent court filings indicate the video, there's video evidence is part of a court case against a former Belleville Funeral Home employee accused of abusing a corpse. Uh, charge, uh, they charge Randy L. Willard, 65 years old, with abuse of a corpse through sexual contact. Conduct. I like dead people. Uh, <laughs> I like them a lot. Uh, the case involves the body of a deceased man whose arrangements were handled by Valhalla Gardner Holton Funeral Home. They live a month or two warm. Uh, the case said uh, the defendant placed his hand on the genitals of the man for the purpose of sexual gratification and arousal of the defendant. Uh, they are not naming the man due to the case's sensitive nature. Uh, the sheriff's department said the funeral home contacted us for an investigation with some information they had received internally. Uh, we investigated and one charge was issued. So I don't know, man. That's messed up. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little slice of hell. But I can't believe that fell into my lap. Uh, yet another necrophilia <laughs> story. And that is what we have in the Bizarre File for you. Uh, before we take a break, yes, uh, not only was the uh, very well-known Bill Weston call, right. uh, Santa call, made, but uh, was it on that same day that you did this as well, Casey? Yeah, it was either that day or the next day. I did a series uh, of calls All to right. people that I knew. Uh, one of our sales uh, executives uh, or sales uh Account executive. Yes. Um, Matt Rovine, uh, who used to work here, uh, was the receiver this time. We saw Rovine. When did he come out? The he camp out? out. Yep. Yeah, which was great. Saw him for just a moment. Is he still at, at uh, 6 ABC? No, he's not. No, he's got his own business now. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, okay. Right. It's an eyebrow place. Uh, so- <laughs> Microblading. If you, <laughs> if you hear us refer to eyebrows, that's uh, that's Matt Rovine. So here's that. Uh, this is that call that Casey made. Here we go. So local. No, 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 no. What no, is no. that? It's, it's here in the stack. That was, oh, uh, that's Bill Weston dropping the F bomb. Sorry about that. All right, yeah, that's Bill Weston dropping the F bomb. All right, this is this is Matt Rovine. Here we go. Hello. Hey, Santa, how you doing? I'm good. It's, ho, 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 Casey. We accidentally called our friend Matt earlier. I'm so sorry. I, we totally meant to call you. Santa, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good, Casey. Do you have anything you want to say to Santa? Casey, I've heard you've been a very good girl this year. Well, Casey's not eating her lunch right now, Santa. Oh, it's very important to eat your lunch if you would like all of your Christmas presents. Well, she said she saw you on the fire engine the other night, and she wanted to know why you weren't back at the shop making toys. Because Santa needed to take a break, but I'm (laughs) back making toys right now, and I took a special break just to call Casey. See, I told you. Do you want to say thank you? She wanted to say thank you for the candy cane. You're welcome. Casey just turned four years old on Saturday, Santa, and she is such a big girl. She has all these sorts of questions that she likes to ask about uh, Santa that I don't even know the answers to. But we have um, an elf on the shelf. His name is Marty, and she wanted to know if all the elves were your kids. Yes, they are, Casey. How many kids do you have then? I have a ton. See, it's got a whole bunch of kids. And you put them to work by making all the uh, Christmas presents? My children help me make all the toys. How much do they make an hour? I cannot disclose that. <laughs> All right. And what did you want? Did you want to know what her, uh, what Santa's wife's name was? Go ahead, ask him. She's so shy now, Santa. Go ahead. Casey, don't be afraid. You can talk to Santa. Oh, she just went and hid behind the couch. <laughs> don't say her name. I think you just scared her, Santa. I'm sorry. What is what is your wife's name, Santa? Mrs. Claus. See, that's what I keep telling her, but she says, no, Mrs. Claus has, because Santa is your first name. It's not like you're Mr. Claus is what she says. That is true. 
<laughs> so is Mrs. Claus' first name Mrs.? Yes, it is. See, I, I <laughs> told you. <laughs> told her, dude. Um, she also wanted to know, um, what do you do when the, all the reindeer die? They never do. See, they live forever and ever and ever and ever. And what about Rudolph? Rudolph is my favorite. He's your he f- leads the way. He leads the way, see? And here, sing him the song. Go ahead, sing him the song. Come on. You know, sing the f- song. <laughs> Never mind. Stacy. What? Your daughter's you- not there. She's right here. Santa, she's right here, Santa. <laughs> Why are you saying the F word? Did I say the F word? Yep. I've been a very naughty boy, Santa. I'm so sorry. I'm in a client. <laughs> and I'm standing <laughs> behind a building doing Santa this. has <laughs> clients, Case. Did you hear that? Santa has clients. <laughs> All right, bye bye, Santa. Bye, Casey. Oh my God, I had forgotten that he's like I'm with a client. He ducked out of a meeting. I'm standing outside a building right this. now doing this. Sing oh the God. effing song. I'm <laughs> crying, Casey. When you <laughs> you did a good job of pretending she was there. Uh, oh I am an God. actor. I am an actor. Oh That's my God, that was great. Priceless. <laughs> Hey, I've forgotten how good that one was. Can I give you guys another uh, Christmas present? It's a Christmas audio present that I uh, I came across last night. I had no idea. Um, and, and I'm gonna don't look at the don't look at the monitor here. Is it uh, from our show? It's not from our show. But I was watching a, a Christmas movie last night, and okay. um, and uh, the the credits started rolling, and they started playing, and, and then a song came on. And I want to see if you guys can guess what movie this is based solely on the song that plays during the credits. During the okay. credits. Okay. Right. Right. So. Fire away. Th- there might be a, a give. give uh, this might be a gimme. All right. But okay. you just give it at least 30 seconds. Okay. All right, here you go. When you lose. No, it's a Christmas movie. Oh, it's an eighties movie. Loves alive, set you free. When it's gone, it's How even love can be killed? Oh wow, a lethal weapon. It's from Lethal Weapon. Oh, yes. Wow, this is the theme song. From Lethal Weapon. Did you know that Lethal Weapon had a theme song? No, no, no. because most of the time I fail on the credit song. It's usually a pretty uh, inferior song. Yeah, and it's uh, David Sanborn and uh, right, they did the, he did the music for uh, Lethal Weapon. Did he Weapon. do it? Who was the guitar? Well, Wasn't that Clapton? Clapton, yeah. Okay. But San, Sanborn, he, yeah. So they were Lethal Weapon. This is this is David Sanborn. No, this is terrible. Yeah, they usually are. Yeah. That's a good question. Oh, wow. That's a uh, no, Very that's terrible guys. song. Nice. Thank you. Merry that's Christmas, Casey. Song. All right. Well, let's take a break. And while we're taking a break, I'd like to give away a $50 gift card for Manhattan Bagel. Yeah. Celebrate the holidays with the gift of giving snack, a $25 Manhattan Bagel gift card. Get a bonus of $5 for you. And you can go to ManhattanBagel.com. We'll take caller number 11-215-263-WMMR. Lesson question, trash music news. On the way. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. 
shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Another great moment now, a chance for you to win something. We have a lesson question, and we are going to give away today as a prize for the correct answer, a $50 gift card from Manhattan Bagel. And the question that I... Do we have Manhattan Bagel? I just gave that away a moment uh, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't do one yesterday, so we gave it away yesterday. Very good. Today. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So what is Meghan Markle's newest commercial catchphrase? 215-263-WMMR. That's from the 6 o'clock hour. So from early on, we found out Meghan Markle is doing a commercial, and she's got a catchphrase. What is it? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard and you know, call, and we'll do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 
Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get those stories, Steve. What's going on? You got it. Mindy Kaling taking in Disneyland with her children and their godfather, B.J. Novak. Mindy was all compliments, saying Novak is the best godparent ever because he is actually a parent because he actually had sex with her and is actually the real father. (laughs) Hannah Waddingham and Octavia Spencer are teaming up for a new Amazon Prime action-adventure TV series. Right now, the working title of the series is Tango and Gash. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And as you mentioned earlier, press on Netflix releasing the trailer for a dramatic Adam Sandler movie called Spaceman. As the synopsis reads, you're six months into a solitary mission to the edge of the solar system when you realize... We'll see if someone knows what the answer to this question is. Uh, What is Meghan Markle's newest commercial catchphrase? 215-263-WMMR, our number, and David, our first caller. And so let's go to him. Hey, David, good morning, bud. Hi there. All right, David, what is uh, Meghan Markle's newest commercial catchphrase, please? It's uh, you, doggy. You, doggy. Yeah, hang on a second, David. We're going to give you that $50 gift card for Manhattan Bagel. You can celebrate the holidays with uh, the gift-giving uh, love that you can get from Manhattan Bagel and snag a $25 Manhattan Bagel gift card. Get a bonus $5 for you, the gift that is always in good taste at ManhattanBagel.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, couple stories, Pat. A couple old songs, a couple new songs. Uh, brought to you by Wawa. Okay, let's see if you remember from yesterday. What was the original name of the Dave Matthews band? Uh, Dave Matthews and Friends. You got it. All right, so Wawa has you covered with gift cards for everyone on your list. Uh, from Wawa gift cards or a gift card from your favorite band, brand. Uh, happy holidays from Wawa. So on Tuesday, the Rolling Stones released a music video for Mess It Up. Uh, shot in the U.S., it stars British actor Nicholas Holt, who will play Lex Luthor in the upcoming Superman Legacy movie, by the way. Uh, I have not seen the video. Don't know I have what, not, no. Well, he plays in it, but they He's are... He's playing Lex Luthor. They are using celebs because they had uh, Sidney Sweeney in that uh, first video. So they get girl right now. Uh, the song is from the album Hackney Diamonds, which uh, in its first week sold 72,200 units, making the third highest-selling album of the year so far. You can watch that video on PrestonandSteve.com. Oh, it's there now. Yes, it is. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Uh, Sublime with Rome have announced that they'll be disbanding at the end of 2024. Uh, this was announced in an Instagram post written by Rome Ramirez, and it reads, Dear fans, friends, and supporters, after almost uh, two remarkable decades, I'm announcing my departure of Sublime with Rome at the close of 2024. The upcoming performances over the next year will allow us to reflect countless incredible memories together. Over the last two years, I've been spending countless hours pouring my soul into my solo music, and the excitement to share these songs with you is just building up and I've got some really big news I can't ro- drop yet just wait they should hire Paris Jackson yeah and now be Rome with uh, uh, or Sublime with Paris there you go hit all the major cities in Europe but is, is Rome uh, performing with somebody named Duddy that's who that okay so they're going to be at um, City Winery I believe next month okay Duddy uh, with Rome yeah notably the announcement comes just about a week after the original Sublime members uh, Bud and Eric uh, played a Sublime set with Jacob Knoll who was uh, Brad's son Bradley Knoll's son uh, as a benefit for HR. So 
the question is, are they going to carry on using him? It, 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 well, it seems that might be the case, right? Possibly, yeah. All right, and then we'll do one more quick story. Uh, Palm Springs, California, is all set for Motley Crue to play their special New Year's Eve show. Uh, fans will get to hear new music as they recorded three new tracks earlier this year. One is a cover of the Beastie Boys classic, you got to fight for your right to party. Uh, Tommy Lee commented about the unreleased music, uh, saying uh, that... Um, Oh, he said, wait till you hear it. It's insane. It's insane. It's not a full album, uh, but that might be down the road a bit. He also said that Motley Crue is finishing up a video for uh, one of the songs called Dogs of War, uh, and it should be out soon, according to him. All right, and that's it. That's all I have. That's all you need. All right, so we've been telling you to text in for a secret text word prize all morning long, and now we have to get a winner. So, Kathy, what number callers are going to be? Seven. All right, seven caller at 215-263-WMMR. If you know the secret text word, we got those tickets over here for you. Uh, and we'll grab a random texter as well. And when we get back, we'll give away the word of the week prize. So stay put. We'll be back in just a moment. If you think Jackie Bam Bam is colorful on the radio, just wait till you see him in this year's Mummers Parade. MMR's beloved nighttime host once again struts his stuff down Broad Street in Philly's New Year's Day tradition. So if you're heading downtown, cheer him on. If your plan include the couch and nursing a hangover, well then, text MUMMER to 39333. We'll text you a link to let you know the how and when to catch Jackie on TV. Plus, check out a gallery of Jackie Bam Bam's award-winning MUMMER costumes from the station that loves being a Philadelphia tradition, too. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. And now, Preston and Steve, in association with the Hallmark Channel, present Christmas at Cookie Cove. For driven career girl Tori Torrenson, an unexpected stop in Christmas Cookie Cove was the last thing she needed. Hello? Hello? Is someone here? I'm an executive for a large pharmaceutical company heading to a meeting, and my car just got stuck outside of your town, Christmas Cookie Cove. Whoops, sorry, I didn't hear you, ma'am. I was outside taking a dump in the creek. Oh, no, don't tell me your bathroom is broken. No, it's working just fine. Ah, where are my manners? The name's Lauer, Gary Lauer. Oh, my God, he's a dreamboat. Keep it together, girl. Uh, well, Mr. Lauer. Please call me Stick Shift Swifty Shifty Lauer. Mm, his sexy bugged out eyes look like two bloodshot Christmas ornaments, and the spit spray from his mouth is creating a rainbow under his nose. I think I'm falling in love. Well, Mr. Lauer, my car is stuck in a snowbank down on Mistletoe Road. Could you arrange to have me towed? You know what I like? When lesbians are doing the daisy chain, and then they flip over. Ah. Uh- uh, excuse me? I said no can do. The closest tow truck is in Garland Reef, Slate Bell, Candy, Cane, Nutcracker County. And with this snow, the earliest they can get here is tomorrow. Well, then it looks like I'll be needing a room for the night at your hotel. No problem. I'll need your name and credit card, please. It's Tori. Tori Torrenson. Well, pleased to meet you. Tori Pori Pumpkin Pie Torrenson. <laughs> please don't do that. Later that afternoon, Tori and Gary share some eggnog while sitting by a cozy fire. 
And so, after my wife passed away, I took my daughter, Amy Fisher Lauer, and set down roots here in Christmas Cookie Cove. I'm so sorry. Had she been sick? No, her heart just stopped after the train hit her while hit her in the car, which then exploded. Oh, no. And to this day, I can't help but feel that I was somehow responsible. Oh, no, no, no. How could you be? Well, I was the one who waved her across the train tracks. I was looking the wrong way because I was super drunk and coked up. Well, I guess we all have regrets. You see, I feel as if my drive for a career has made me miss out on a turnkey family in a rustic small town where Christmas still matters. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I was distracted because you're nipping big time. Soon, evening rolled around and Christmas Cookie Cove came alive with the sights and sounds of the holidays. Gary decided to take Tori into town for Christmas Cookie Cove's annual Christmas Cookie and Christmas Candy and Christmas Candy Cane Contest Convention and Carnival. Oh, Gary, your town is so beautiful. I just love it. Yeah, it is pretty great. And there's always a sh- load of cookies. Well, look at these two love birds. Hey, Dottie, how are you? Tori, this is my Aunt Dottie. Double dip Dottie dot 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 Dotson. Uh, that's that little name thing you always do. Tori, could I steal you away from Gary for just a second? Of course. Uh-oh. You know what they say. You better set to walking when the bitches start squawking. Ladies, I'll go get us some cocoa. Oh, uh, he's quite a young man, Tori. But I hope you know there's more to him than just picking bits of whatever he ate out of your hair. In many ways, he's like an onion, and mostly because he smells like an onion. Yeah, he's very, very special. Mmm, I think I'm hearing something in your voice more than just the sounds of general disgust. You love Gary, don't you? Is it that obvious? As obvious as the long and winding drool stain down the front of his sweater. You need to tell him. You're right. I will. Thank you, Aunt Dottie. Well, I'm back. To be honest, I forgot why I left and where I was going and where this is and who I am. Gary, I I need to tell you something. I've fallen in love with you. Now, I know it's moving so fast and I would understand if maybe you don't. Stop talking and listen. I wanted you to hear that. I baked that Christmas cookie with my heart. Oh, Gary. And so, love had come to Christmas Cookie Cove, and soon everybody would be talking about Gary and Tori, and where Gary had more than likely buried Tori. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. Uh, real quick, I want to mention something before I forget about it because I got a text from him, uh, and I forgot yesterday when we were doing the live broadcast. And I'm going to go. I'm going to get our winner for secret text word here in a second. But we were doing the live broadcast for Christmas Miracle, and I forgot to mention an uncredited role. Uh, intern, our former intern, oh, God, Jake. Yeah. Yes, uh, we never gave him credit. Yeah, was was the lab grown Steven Singer. <laughs> Uh, Jay, why am I? I'm blanking on Matera? his last name. Thank you, Jake yeah. Matera. Uh, I'm so. I was telling Steve, I'm on fumes, dude. Yeah. I'm barely. I can barely speak at this point. Uh, but Jake uh, came out, and he's the one that portrayed lab-grown Steven Singer. He was yesterday. terrific, and he's super funny, and Jake, he's awesome. He's a great comedian. Does he have any dates coming up? I don't know. Obviously, I, he, I don't he has know. his podcast, and, yep. and um, yeah. little stinkers, little stinkers. Which, if you're a fan of, um, oh, it's weird to say a fan of serial killers, but it's stuff having <laughs> to do with true crime. 
time, yeah. uh, they put a hilarious spin on it, him and his uh, his buddies. And so. Jake's actually going to be performing at Helium on New Year's Eve. Oh, on New Year's wow. Eve. Okay, thank you. You will do yeah. very well. Jake did a uh, like a charity set for us uh, one time uh, recently. It was at the, uh, the Morris Animal Refuge event. And he's so good. He's great. All right, so thanks, Jake. We appreciate you being there yesterday. All right, uh, we're looking for caller number seven, and it's Ray, who is caller number seven. Hey, Ray, morning, bud. Hey, big brown Guatemala nipples. Getting sucked, sucked on, on by all, all sorts of nipples. All right, Ray, <laughs> do me a favor and tell me what the secret text word is. That would be eggnog. Yes. <laughs> That's correct, buddy. Hang on the line. We're going to set you up. You just got yourself some tickets to go see a series of bands. They are Primus, Pussifer, and that's why we're playing this, because um, Maynard. Maynard is in it. God, I can't even think of names. And uh, Perfect Circle are all playing this gig. It's going to be Saturday, April 6th at uh, Hard Rock Live at Estes Arena in Atlantic City. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. We also want to congratulate Christine Schellenberger, who is from uh, Levittown. Fuck's uh, <laughs> Although, I, uh, if, uh, if Gary... Lauer saw that name written down. Oh, Christine Chet Chubbins. Oh, this is too easy, President. Yeah. This is too easy. Uh, so she gets... My little desert flower. Tickets as well. So congratulations. Uh, before we wrap it up, uh, one of our interns is leaving. Today is last day. This is our final intern that we are saying goodbye to before the end of the year. Uh, Lauren had uh, left us last week. And so Gavin is leaving. Gavin, get over here to the microphone. You son of a bitch, you can't leave. What's what's this all about, man? This is all about uh, my two semesters finally coming to a close. Uh, oh, where do you go to school, by the way? Temple. Okay, and uh, where are you in your career as far as school goes? Just about finished. Um, hopefully I'll be graduating next semester. Hopefully. Okay, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Well. What would be holding you back uh my own habits okay <laughs> my man. Own oh, habits. Man. Yeah. i mean recognizing that's the first step <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally totally and you have a kindred spirit right at the end of the console there yeah best what? Uh, best moment uh, as an intern i knew you guys were going to ask this so i was thinking of a few i think um a couple that stood out to me were uh bam margera uh, that was really cool to be here for that um, being here for Bert was fantastic. Bert, I knew yeah. I had to at least one time while I was here. So I'm glad I got to stick around for that. Um, and then, you know, like just all the events, I got to go to camp out. I was at the blood drive. Um, yeah. I was at Christmas miracle just yesterday. Nice and, outfit, by the way. Yesterday. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, actually, I can't take credit for that one. That's my mom's. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's why it, uh, barely fits on my body. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been so great. Um, I love the, like all the engagement you guys do with, you know, the list like Bill was saying this morning in the community. Um, that's really cool for me because, like, I moved to Philly just a couple years back right. when I started going to school here. Oh. And I was, fr- I'm from the suburbs, but, like, you know, being, like, in the community and, like, how just, you know, set within everything you guys are, it's been really cool to, like, learn more about the place and sort of, like, cultivate, like, that sense of place. Um, yeah. It's changed my experience living in the city. Wow. So, we, were, we were talking and cool. you were saying that you want to, so you, you want to do stuff more public affairs related, right? You want to do more... Well, I was saying, I was saying, like, public media right, right. than commercial. So, right, right, um, right. Although, I mean, we were, like we were saying, it's two different worlds. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten to experience a little bit of both of them. Um, there are less farts in that realm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way less farts. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't think of many farts that I heard yeah, while I was yeah. doing that. There's never a pledge drive for public television that involves a fart-a-thon. No, not that I know of. <laughs> that could be the name of your show, though. I can't think of many farts. Can't think of many farts. Or fart-a-thon. <laughs> I like <laughs> fart-a-thon. Yeah, I like farts. And too. didn't your dad have a, uh, a full-blown relationship with Kathy Romano? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> According 
<laughs> to you yeah. guys. Yeah. There was some sort of bizarre, and then it, he tapped out because there was some sort of German angle kink wise. Yeah, that's the story. <laughs> story. Um, but no, they got to have a reunion yesterday. Oh, we that's did. so cool. Yes, his yeah. parents were there. So that was um, a long time coming. Yes, yeah. How, how do you know his parents? I don't know I've, the story. I was friends with his dad when I was 15 years old. His oh, dad wow. was uh, my manager when I worked at the pool. Oh! And so uh, I did a lot of, uh, we we hung out a lot. I think he, his dad was the person that introduced me to Fish and the Grateful Dead. Oh! He's um, pretty cool, isn't he? His dad? Yeah. yeah his yeah. dad was awesome. Um, and so, yeah, so I haven't, we went to lunch years ago when you guys were babies. Yeah, he mentioned that. And then, uh, yeah, the first time I've seen him in years, I got to meet his mom yesterday. Um, so, yeah, that was really cool. Nice. Uh, well, listen, man, we wish you luck with everything. You've been a lot of help. Thank you Thank so you. much. You've been and great. Yeah. yeah. You've uh, you really, we, we, we have so much stuff going on. Yeah. We, need, mm-hmm. we need these yeah, guys I mean, to handle I can't get out of here before thanking you guys for everything mm. uh, oh. because you guys have just been the best to me. Um, you know, the opportunity has been fantastic the last couple of semesters and you guys are always so kind and inviting and all that. Got a wonderful Christmas gift from Casey Poo just now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Casey Poo. Uh-huh. Casey Poo, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> Casey Claus. <laughs> yeah, just thank you guys for everything. It's you been wonderful. It. Our um, pleasure. I will not soon forget it. Oh, uh-huh. you're the best. Thank you, Gavin. Good luck with everything, bud. Good luck with everything. All right, there's another one. Oh, we got the interviews. Headed out into the world. Oh, I'm sorry, Pia. Your your father's here. (laughs) This is your real dad. (laughs) Got some talking to you to do. Um, Early on in young Gavin's uh, time here, uh, he tends to sit on the couch, which I I got for the green room over there and do his work over there. And... um, uh, puts his stuff on the coffee table and uh, Pancake's desk is right near there. And I went over there and he looked over to Pancake and he goes, who's that guy talking to Pierre? Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, It's a picture, yeah. It's a little picture of me yeah. and Bono. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Bono has rather short hair at that uh, at this particular uh, venture. And he said, who's that? And I go, that's my plumber. Uh, his name is Jack. And I'm telling you, he does great plumbing. He's also an electrician and a handyman. Uh, and I was here discussing that he didn't get uh, the part of my door fixed. It still um, squeaks when you open it. He goes, oh, okay. Why do you have it on display here? I go, well, <laughs> I really believe in this guy jack and i think you went he, with it he needs some help you know he's just starting his business although he does look a little older and he wears funny glasses kind of uh shaded glasses he goes why does he do that he goes to see the electrics better well, that's why he that's where you can see it so better i just yeah. wanted to little share that fact, story he's little. also an insurance agent yeah. <laughs> and he owns a coffee shop that's true because as the story would morph as i tend to right I uh, can tell a, a, t- a tall tale. Each time I'd see Gavin sitting at uh, <laughs> He'd come the up. thing, I go, "Oh, there's my insurance salesman." <laughs> by the way, do you need a new car? This is Tommy, the used car dealer. <laughs> oh, by the way, vacation rentals? He's got them. <laughs> need so a it's blender? Evolved. This is Bob the Blender Man. Uh, and so we made a little bit out of it. I love it. Thank you for that thread that we got to carry through. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to carry that thread to its completion. I did too. And uh, you're, I know you asked me if you could have this, and the answer is no. <laughs> you can't. Uh, what am I going to do without it? <laughs> but you'll have to remember it as a fond memory as you depart the premises. I sure will. Excellent. All right. Thank I you. I love that. All right, Pierre, we need to get the letter of the day if you're so ready. Always. There we go. Preston and Steve on 93. 3-3-W-M-M-R. Now, 
The Daily Letter. And the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. Y as in yellow. All right, we're going to take call number four at 215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up with the prize if you've got the word of the week. Uh, a real quick thank you uh, to two people who are on our program. Peter Billingsley. Yeah, he was terrific, man. Yep. Uh, Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Great conversation about, you know, obviously that and a few other things. Uh, and then we had a nice chat, two-parter, with Bill Weston. Yeah. And uh, today is uh, the last day on the air with us. His final day working is on the 31st, but we're uh, taking the rest of the year off uh, as vacation break, which we always do right before Christmas. Uh, so we won't be seeing him. This is uh, this is it. But we'll see. He's sticking in the area, and we will run into Bill again, and he may come to events and things like that. I look but... forward to seeing him out at different events, and he can enjoy it from a different angle. That What he set in motion, he can now take advantage of and enjoy himself. Yeah, but well, for us today, this was uh, our last day, our, our final uh, professional working day with him. Actually, and uh, uh, he didn't um, let this be known, but I, I should uh, spring this, that uh, Gary Lauer is moving in with him and oh, Connie. Wow. And that's Connie. so awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Uh, they've got a room uh, since the kids <laughs> went off to college. Oh, that's right. They do have an extra room. Yeah. It's like so, company. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Gary, you... Uh, you found your Christmas home. Do, do we know how Gary's ride home was? Oh. Or how? I have no idea. I have no okay. idea. He's probably still there. Who got stuck yeah. with it? I mean, who had the great honor? This oh, guy I, named Shane. What about Gary has now become the Phantom of the Opera of the Colonial Theater. <laughs> All I know is that when, <laughs> when I was... When I, we got done, and I was leaving. I grabbed my my briefcase, and I just hear Casey go. Uh, Gary was saying goodbye, and Casey goes, "How are you getting home?" He goes, "I don't know." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm leaving." You'll I'll walk see in you later. Especially you'll walk in, and you hear up in the rafters of the Colonial Theater. I am still here, my love. All right, let's see. Blob. Let's see if we can get our winner. We're looking for caller number four. It's Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Good morning. I like cuddles. Oh, Eddie, that's beautiful. And what is the word of the week, brother? P-R-T-Y. Party. Great day in the morning. That would be correct. And Eddie, you're headed to a party. You got a four-pack of tickets for Philly's hottest New Year's Eve party at Xfinity Live. And we're going to send you up with a premium food and beverage package as well, my man. You guys rock. Thank you very much. Have a great Christmas, holiday, whatever you celebrate. Have a great New Year, guys. You too, buddy. Hang on, Eddie. We'll get your information. Don't forget they have a lot going on that night. Uh, live performance by Go Go Gadget, multiple DJs, karaoke, silent disco, bull riding, 360 photo booth, midnight toast, party favors, and more. Tickets and details at Xfinity. Live.com. Uh, what is happening on today's program, Pierre? More tickets for Def Leppard and Journey. Also, uh, Christmas block. Uh, we will celebrate. Uh, we have a letter requesting uh, Shine Down, a couple of other options, which we're going for for workforce blocks. And don't forget, uh, Saturday is the Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, I'll be on Saturday from uh, me and Pancake, 10 a.m. till whenever we're done, uh, which will be great fun. And then and uh, the Brewery Review Christmas show is Saturday night, Ardmore Music Hall, ardmoremusichall.com. That's great. Then Sunday, which is Christmas Eve day, 
Bam Bam will do his Christmas Eve Santa Tracker show starting at 7 o'clock. So this celebration continues all through the weekend. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And I will thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you. Hang on a second here. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Also brought to you by Wawa. They have uh, gift cards for anyone on your list. Happy holidays from Wawa. So this is our last uh, goodbye till we meet again in the new year. We'll be back, I believe, on the 3rd. And uh, back to do it again with lots of things to, uh, you know, discuss and plan and party and all that. Next year is going to be, I'm feeling good about next oh, year. Oh, absolutely. And I Already. hope you are, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, hey, guys, have a great time off. Same to you. And uh, love you guys and love everybody listening. And uh, we appreciate everything that uh, this past year has brought to both us and you. Hopefully it's been a good one. Like I said, if not, we'll uh, work on next year. Um, so that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a fantastic time and uh, keep it in nooch as well. And we'll uh, leave you with the uh, Charlie Brown. Have to. Uh, as we always do. So we'll see you again. Bye bye. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in-person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 